have to fear is fear itself. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And we are back for another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. From the other end of the way. It's me, boy. That's right. That's right. Chris, unfortunately, is still missing. If you've seen him or know of his whereabouts, please call 1-800-HELP-FIND-CHRIS. It's 1-800-HELP-FIND-CHRIS. Um, help end these hooligans' heartaches. Uh, we, we miss the guy. Uh, he, you know, he hasn't been seen in a long time. And I just don't want him to be another Johnny Gosh. You know? <laughs> He was, he was a great guy. He, he light up a room <laughs> full of life. <laughs> I know where his I know where his nuts are. Just don't know where he is. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> Show him a picture of him in high school football gear. I know. <laughs> Call John Walsh with any tips, please. <laughs> <laughs> If you or anyone you know is information. Oh, Chris, 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 Chris. We miss you, buddy. We miss you. Well, Chris is not on the show, but returning for a second time uh, is Mr. Noel Tank Rodriguez. Gentlemen, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. Love to be aboard the Nebuchadnezzar with you guys. Course, you don't have a choice now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can't, why is, you can't. Why is can't he go back like to he's sleep? got a choice? Why is this guy talking like he has a choice? <laughs> yeah. Can't. There's no going back to sleep now. You can't just turn it off. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. not. Definitely not. Not going back in the bio sludge. That's for sure. Yeah. Ugh. Not today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Human batteries. Um, well, a lot of things that we can talk about tonight. Uh, we do want to revisit the. Um, article that you brought to our attention on the last time you're on the show discussing um the secret conversation that took place at the jewish cemetery uh and continuing that from when the information was given to the attorney general because i know we forgot to talk about it uh but um the video that we were just talking about before we went before we started recording <laughs> 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 I guess you could I mean anything that is created whether it's live or digital can be called a video right um it's the fakest looking shit I've ever seen <laughs> like there there's deep fakes of like Theo Vaughn you know as like the Terminator and shit uh there's a guy on Instagram called uh Brian Monarch which is also kind of strange right um but he he does deep fakes. He does deep fakes that you, you would not if you've never seen one of these celebrities before, you would never know the difference. How is it able that he can fucking have Joe Rogan as Rambo, but NASA can't give us like a quality image of some of the greatest shit they're doing, right? As as said by them. So 
what was it? The dart, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's what we called the dart. They launched at this asteroid, which apparently was like a near earth object that somehow they were able to catch up to. <laughs> First of all, is that, what was the take? You said it was going like 6 million miles an hour. <laughs> that's it. That's it. According to NASA. That's yeah. all right. They're jumping to hyperspeed in three, <laughs> two. I, I think so the worst stupid. part about the video. Yeah. The worst part about that video is you have the, the, I guess you call it a video. It's more like still shots as if a still was being taken every, you know, three to five seconds or something. Because uh, clearly the video connection is not that good. But they they show it, you know, the video ends up like all scrambled, which is making you believe that the camera went out <laughs> because mm-hmm. they finally hit this asteroid. And then everybody in the box that's that's open next to it, who it's like the control room, Houston, right? And they're fucking cheering and jumping up and down. We did it! And it's like... Nobody's told you yet. <laughs> this is the funny thing, man. I I I was thinking when I saw the video and I and I just saw it right for the first time, and I was like, <laughs> two, two thoughts popped into my head. One, this is the shit that fucking pisses me off. When I get told I'm crazy, they're like, "Have you seen the videos?" I'm like, "Yes, I've played that video game before." <laughs> but I want someone to remix it, and maybe I'll even end up doing it. Where um. You know, uh, for the Nintendo 64, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Cut a clip in to like an X-Fighter coming down, you know, shooting at the asteroid that it's getting closer to. Like I'd like to see Star Fox version of that, actually. Yeah, that's about, the, that's about the quality that it had. Yeah, no, I was just playing Star Fox on my son's 3DS a couple days ago. And <laughs> I tell go. you, yeah, dude, that's what it looks like. The cinematic scene where they, and it, it's just so fucking cheesy, right? But any answer is good enough. Like, if, 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 just give me a bullshit answer. If you work for NASA and I'm like, sir, why is the video quality not as good as anything else we've seen? What would your answer be? Uh, if, as if you were working for NASA, give me like your best answer. If I work for, we, the- hail Lord. Satan. That's good enough. <laughs> oh. That's, it's an acceptable answer. <laughs> It's we lost answer. the technology. We yeah. destroyed that technology. Yep, that one too. Whatever you want it to be. Um, you know, well, how do you expect it to be good? That There's no satellite there. You know what I mean? It could be, they could say anything and there are people who'd be like, okay, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, to be fair though, there's also people that still believe that Nixon picked up a fucking <laughs> rotary <cool>. phone. <laughs> <laughs> hello <And moon>. a... <laughs> hello is this the moon oh, man. <laughs> yes i have uh three uh americans there currently if you could just go ahead and pass yeah can you put the them on? landline <laughs> to the moon that'd be great operator so please old... hold <laughs> the... <laughs> the switchboard operator let me... yeah let me push it Where's the moon port? Ah, yeah. there it is. Dude, so like... Bell Atlantic had better signal then than AT&T does now. All right, Listen. got it. Yeah, dude, I was at the air show this weekend, right? Miramar Air Show. And nice. I went to text one of my buddies who was there. because uh, I wanted to have him kind of explain what some of the things were to Dom, right? Because half of those vehicles there, I have no idea. 
it's a plane, but I don't know what kind of plane. Right. And so I'm trying to text him and I can't text him. Nothing's going through, but we called the moon, <laughs> but I can't text someone that's within a 300 yard radius of me. <laughs> Direct. No delay. Yeah. Straight to the moon. Yeah. yeah. And you know how many antennas and shit they got out there at the Marine base? Yeah. At a Marine Corps air station. But I couldn't get a signal to bounce off fucking one of them. <laughs> Unbelievable. No pings. No yeah. pings yeah. for you. So you mean to no, tell me there's like uh, 178,000 uh, different satellites and not one of them can see where I'm at right now? This is what you're not a one. Me? Not, not a, a very one. Good, very good point. Uh, boy, how many days ago was this? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> so Starlink was already up there. 30,000 yeah. additional satellites. Got you. Still couldn't get it. Okay. Not one. Got you. Dude, not until, not until we fucking yeah. got off of the base was I able. Now, listen. Sure. Everybody else had cell phones. Everybody had walkie-talkie. So it wasn't like they're like, hey, shut his internet off. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm, I'm aware of, of how radio waves and things like that can interfere with a wireless system. I get that. But come on. Okay. We call yeah. the moon. Hell yeah. <laughs> Please, somebody weigh in on the comments. Some kind of uh, military personnel weigh in <laughs> yeah. on the comments. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forgot to mention we are live on Twitch and Rockfin right now. Um, oh, nice. I thought I would give it, nice. we'd give it a go. Uh, I do want to say, I, I want to show the video, right? So we'll get back to that. But somebody <laughs> asked the question uh, here on Rockfin. Uh, I'm assuming it, he, he means was. Was the missile into the Pentagon video legit? Uh, uh, no. I, th that one that one frame from the yeah. video they pulled, it, it might be legit, but there are more videos that they 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 took. I don't know if they destroyed them. I don't know if you know if Bush maybe keeps them in the den and jerks off to him when he has time. <laughs> but there's more video. You know what I mean? This is supposed to be one of the most secure videos or more, most secure buildings in the in the world. Absolutely. <clears throat> so that video that you guys are mentioning, and, and that's the recent video where we kind of see something from ground level, right? It looks yeah. like a straight beeline from the uh, overpass, beneath mm -hmm. the overpass. Yeah. Remember, there's still the video from the hotel across the street that was con uh, uh, confiscated, as well as the video from the gas station across the street that was confiscated. So... Plenty of footage out there that that hopefully someday we'll get to see. You know, I'm yeah. hoping that these investigations continue, right? Once once uh, people start to accept that the government does, in fact, want to kill you sometimes, then maybe we can proceed to uh, blow the lid off of uh, some of these lies. But there are definitely, definitely more videos that we need to find, more videos that we need to see, more videos that exist above all. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that that video was probably a good excuse for them to say, look, it's a missile, because it was probably the shittiest video they got. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so sure, sure. find yeah. the most obscure one, give that to the public. I mean, frame by frame, when you slow down, it doesn't look like a plane, but that's just yeah. my opinion. Uh, let me share that video real quick. Um, Let's the one go, that, yeah. <laughs> so, so first I'll share the moon one, and then I'll share the, the clip the by clip of the plane. Pentagon. Plane slash missile. Let's go. The plissle. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Share screen. Okay. So this was the video that we were making fun of just a minute ago, right? Oh, oh man. Okay. 
So these dorks are in a fucking $58 million a day facility for NASA. And they're watching a 8-bit video game still footage. And there's an asshole somewhere in the back with on the computer with a mouse. And he scrolls up a little bit. And he scrolls up a little bit. Right? And he scrolls up a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. They're about to make impact. By the way, that was if that if this was real, that's what five hundred million dollars. They're just slamming into a fucking rock, right? That was my yeah. very first my very first thought. Fucking a impact. I like that. Look on the on the bottom right. Pops <laughs> <laughs> up and says impact. Just so you know, right now, listen. You could tell if someone said, "Hey." That's not NASA. That is a Best Buy Geek Squad team meeting. <laughs> and, and they just got told that they're getting pizza on Friday. Same reaction. Look at that, dude. Fuck yeah, I love pizza. Look at oh that. And God, the lady, the lady on the left there, the lady on the left there, how come every woman her age that works at NASA has the same fucking haircut? They got one barber on the fucking whole campus there. You saw the uh, branch manager there in the suit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the one who okayed okay the pizza and, expense. And yeah. did I mention a free two liter? And everyone's like, like fuck yeah. yeah. Oh my God, I love working for this company. So many we benefits. <laughs> so many benefits. So that so was the first. To, prior to 10 seconds ago, I had virgin eyes on this video. So I'm supposed <laughs> to believe that that was both the asteroid and the uh, rocket that right on the right on the yeah. tip you can't the right on the very front of the rocket was where the yeah. camera so was you at. can't see the any wow. parts of the rest of the <laughs> right rocket. Yeah. got you got you yeah and all the debris in space and everything that camera survived all the way up until <laughs> impact you know what this video reminds me of this video reminds me of when you would pick up the phone and want to get off a conversation with someone so you'd like crunch some aluminum foil <laughs> I can't you. Yeah, yeah. You're oh, breaking up. Man. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Can't hear you. <laughs> There's no wow. satellites overhead. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I'm that, the... that... No. Yeah. And that's uh, for a sixty billion dollar plus a year budget. Sixty? Fuck, no. Yeah yeah. 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 Something like sixty billion. I think they get fifty-eight to sixty million uh, a day is what they spend. So that's fun. Wow. Um, Not even so. Uh, here is the video of the Pentagon. Now, this was uh, an older video. Can you guys see that okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was one of the first ones. Um, so let me see if I can actually slow this down. Watch the they'll Oh, playback normal. 0.5. So it'll go a little bit slower. But we're within the first frame. So, yo, baby, look at that money there shot. Ooh. Boom. Okay, let's back up because I slowed it down so much that you can actually see it in the video. Yeah, you can see it enter the frame right there. Yeah. That is not a fucking plane, in my opinion. Let's see if we can get up one more frame. Or, or is it impact? No, I, well, I paused it. Okay. Because the next frame you get is the, is explosion. the explosion. Okay. Yeah, dude, listen, because it, it was supposed to be like a 757, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm sure I'm getting the model of the plane wrong, but 
a, a jetliner and you're supposed to tell me now this video from what I from what I can, you know, kind of decipher is that the distance from the camera to that object isn't terribly far. You should be able to tell that that is a fucking jumbo jet from this distance. And it's not even close. It doesn't yeah. look big enough to be a, a fucking jetliner. De <clears throat> Definitely not. So, so Boya, it's a 737, okay. right? And a 737 carries, get this, over 11,000 gallons of fuel, jet fuel wow. in the wings. Wow. Okay? <laughs> okay. 11,000. You have a 93-foot to 112.6-foot wingspan on that damn plane. Yeah. And that right there is supposed to show us that type of plane? Absolutely yeah. not. If you still believe that, then, I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, okay. So on top of that, right, they say that the wings clipped uh, a couple of telephone poles or something, right? Mm. <clears throat> now, um, I don't know what kind of <clears throat> aircraft, especially filled with that much fuel, at that speed could hit a couple of telephone poles, not break the telephone poles or the wings, and still be completely intact until it hits this building. <clears throat> and then nothing that resembles a plane is found anywhere in that explosion afterwards. Nothing. I, I think uh, the FBI said that they found a wheel. Yeah. From the landing like a, gear. Yeah. But they, right. there's, I mean, you could literally, you could take any fucking bent piece of metal that they found in that building and say, this is part of the plane. Right. There's no, they never found the black box. Um, the everything, everything about this video and the explosion um, has a thousand percent to do with the $2.2 billion that came up missing yep. that, mm -hmm. that they spoke about the day before 9-11. Let's not um, shortchange these scumbags. It was 2.3, brother. 2.3. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a 10% for the big guy, you know? <laughs> but they were they were doing like a forensic audit to try and figure out where this money went in the pentagon and the area that they were the financial wing of the pentagon happened to be where this jet slash missile blew fucking hole out you know so yeah well just look at just look at the silhouette of the shadow yeah it's too small and there's yeah, no so... wings <laughs> If yeah. there were no wings, if there were no wings on that, then there would be no explosion because there's no fuel. Yeah. Well, and but look at the if you look at the cone, right? Mm -hmm. And the dude, watch this. I'm gonna blow your guys's fucking minds right now. Oh shit. Let's okay. Go. Okay. Now, damn, this is crazy. So if you look at the the Pentagon and the shadow. Mm -hmm. Right, you can tell that the sun is up and to the left. Yeah. Right. So if you look at the cone, the little bollard here, the other two mm -hmm. cones, and the like maybe the it's like almost looks like a trash can, but it's probably like a scan card thing or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. That first one's like a yeah. scan card box, and the <laughs> second one is the one that has the arm. You can see the shadow of the arm. It looks kind of like a robot holding his dick in the shadow. Right. Yeah. So all the shadows are, are pointing the same way, right? Obviously, we know the sun's up and to the left. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the <laughs> airplane, right? <laughs> object. Object. The shadow below it mm -hmm. is 
it looks directly underneath it. Yeah. So, so if so the sun's it... casting a shadow to the, at an angle, but mm-hmm. the shadow is directly underneath it, that means it's so low to the ground that the yeah. sun is casting its shadow down instead of exactly. Out. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. And, and it, look at the size of the shadows compared to that. So you could mm-hmm. tell that these uh, scan card thing or whatever that is yeah. mm-hmm. is. Um, closer to the camera than that is Mm -hmm. so it looks bigger but it makes that silhouette of whatever that object is look small and you can't tell me that Mm. that's a plane yeah it have it would have to be like beyond the like visible horizon to be that small yeah you know what i'm saying boom i just cracked the case right that's a good one no, that's true. Because I, I never even thought to look at that shadow, and that shadow is fucking like where that, like you said, where that object is, as far as how high it is off the ground compared to the size of its shadow. It's not a fucking plane. Yeah, Brian definitely made some good points there. And uh, back in the early two thousands, there were uh, people who immediately debunked the airplane going into the Pentagon theory. In mm-hmm. fact, they said, "Listen, if the, if that was a seven thirty seven, which has two engines." on the wings hanging down and it was that low to the ground. Why aren't there drag marks from the engines on the grass leading into the building? Mm-hmm. So that was one, I, I thought that was one pretty interesting uh, uh, point to make, but yeah. then go, going even further uh, back in 2006, there was a, a, a investigative journalist by the name of Carl Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And he was working with another investigative journalist by the name of uh, John Carlson. And um, John Carlson was digging into 9-11 and debunking the government's official narrative from the very beginning. I think some of his earliest articles came out in 2002, where he was like, this shit just is not, there's something we're not being told here. This cannot be the same narrative. Now, yeah. one, of, one of their theories working together, Schwartz and Carlson, was that if it was a plane, it was actually a plane called an A3 Sky Warrior. Right, mm. which for storage purposes can actually fold its wings down to the side. Okay. And uh, he's saying that this plane was significantly uh, smaller than a, a 737. And if it in fact was an A3 Sky Warrior, then obviously it proves that the United States government uh, had a role mm-hmm. in the 9 11 attacks because there are no terrorist organizations in the world that had an A3 Sky Warrior at the time. So, you know, this, this article was published in 2006 and I thought mm-hmm. it was it was interesting enough to save it. And it was one of the uh, early articles that I decided to store and, and put away in the archive for a day just like this, gentlemen, so. Yeah, yeah, um, good call. That's interesting. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, there are people who think maybe cruise missile, um, there are people who even thought maybe it was some sort of glider, right? Because how small it was and you could still have s- someone kind of steer it. Um, yeah. dr- drones, all, all of those make yeah. way more sense than, than an actual full-size 737. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. for sure. Somebody actually asked here on uh, watching on Twitch and said, uh, how did that explosion not disturb the camera footage? Hmm. Which is interesting. Maybe, maybe that I'm sure that camera is probably not surface mounted to anything because it's watching the front of the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. So it could be encased in concrete 
or something like that. Because let's let me. Oops, geez. Let's. Um, I'll play the video a little bit more and see if this arm that turn that um, not mm -hmm. turnstile. I guess it's a turnstile kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah. shakes at all. Okay. So let's go ahead and play here. It's, and it's going half speed. So that's a great question, by the way. It's, let's let's speed it up to full speed so we can okay. kind of see a jiggle if there's if there is one. Well, yeah, because that is a great jiggle, question because it doesn't the camera doesn't appear to move. Um, okay, let me back up after a giant explosion like that. You know, right? So, and yeah. I'll do a normal speed here. Yeah, YouTube's probably going to pull that function after they watch this fucking video. Um, <laughs> here we go. Huh. I don't see any movement. Well, that was an electrical fucking burst right there. Yeah. So, so start it over again. I'm going to keep an eye up on the, the upper left corner because you can kind of see like the interior of the camera box. Okay. And so we'll see if that shape changes at all. In addition to that, guys, look how controlled that explosion is. It's a contained right. explosion. 11,000 gallons of jet fuel would have went all over the place. There would have oh, been yeah. fires <laughs> on the roofs, on the side of the building, on the grass. I mean, come on. This is incredible. Yeah. This is incredible. This is why theories like an A3 Sky Warrior jet that's purposely used to test fire missiles air to air, air to ground. Mm. I mean, yeah. it's credible. It's credible. It's credible. I mean, Definitely. this is bananas. I would say that two things about the the, the non-shaking of the camera, which that's a great question, by the way, mm -hmm. um, was that it's probably very well secured, probably encased in concrete behind, probably it looks like plexiglass is in front yeah. of it, or maybe even like bulletproof glass or something like that. Mm. So it's probably built very well. <clears throat> but if our theory is correct, or you know, at least my theory is correct, that that indeed was a missile. Mm -hmm. The I just noticed something weird. I'll tell. Okay, hold on. Um, that ex explosion is so controlled. I think because of how the level of accuracy, mm. like a bunker buster. Mm -hmm. Not to say that there isn't a shock wave, which very easily these these windows probably got blown out in anyways. Um, but it's it's a very controlled explosion because it's designed to specifically hit a target. Yeah. yeah, you know where they point the laser at. You know, I don't know the 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 width of that beam, but it it can't be huge. You know, no, no. But <clears throat> because the like the you, you know you're right that the cameras surrounding is probably pretty pretty goddamn secure, but. Uh, hitting the side of a building like that should still at least shake it, right? So that is strange. Um, I don't see any movement on that arm because you think the position would change. Like, I know this is kind of like a frame-by-frame -frame, uh, uh, video, but you would see the shadow, the position of the shadow change up or down or, or whatever, you know, it doesn't. Oh, I just noticed something weird. You guys can see this, right? Yeah. Okay. So remember that shadow I was talking about? Yeah, it looks it's, like it's still there, huh? It's still there, but it hasn't hit yet. We'll go afterwards. Does it still there afterwards? It stays, yeah. Okay, so maybe that... Uh, how would that shadow be? Unless there's... No. Here we go. 
Shadow's there. Still there. Oh. Still there. Okay, so then maybe <clears throat> that shadow, <clears throat> there would have to be something tall behind that that box on the right to yeah. cast a shadow that long. Um, sure. Sure. Which is weird, unless there's some sort of... Uh, like a flagpole or something? Yeah, maybe. but it would have to be a thick-ass flagpole, you know? Yeah, very girthy. Right, right. Yeah, I'd have to have some girth. Um, well, you could also add to that point that let's just say that that sh okay. I'll pause it there because the missile or whatever the airplane mm -hmm. is now in frame. That little white dildo thing. Um, so if that's not the shadow from that, right? And there's like a light pole or some something like that casting that shadow. That thing that means this thing was moving so fast that in a frame and a half, we it, didn't get to see the shadow. We didn't get to see the shadow. Is how fast it was moving. Oh yeah, that thing's fucking screaming. If it, it, I mean, that man, because because nobody, not one witness has come forward. Now I I don't I don't I'm not naive to the fact that maybe the FBI came in and had people sign NDAs and threaten yeah. them with all kinds of shit because it's a federal this and that. Yeah. You know? Here's the Zapruder film. Yeah. So here's my <laughs> angle from the Zapruder. So, film. but but not one person has ever said. Yeah, I saw a plane, you know, <clears throat> anywhere near the Pentagon. No one's no one's mentioned seeing a low flying plane. No one there's no accounts of 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 any of that stuff. And everything that would prove that it was a plane, they won't give us. Absolutely right. Absolutely right, boy. In fact, um during Schwartz and Carlson's initial uh, investigation, they spoke to a woman named Karen Kwiatkowski. She was a retired lieutenant colonel who was in the Pentagon on that day. Mm. And <clears throat> she's the lady that went public about the Office of Special Plans where they were falsifying intelligence regarding Iraq. And she vividly remembers being downstairs and around the corner and was there in 10 minutes at the blast site to help people out of that yeah. area. And yeah. she specifically told uh, Schwartz and Carlson that they were agents within the hour at the sit-go station across the street confiscating yep. the videotapes of what hit the Pentagon. So that sit-go gas station, the people who work there, they mm -hmm. would most most assuredly have heard this jet, oh, yeah. if it was a jet, flying down and hitting that damn building. Okay, yeah. Within the hour, FBI agents were already over there confiscating the, the uh uh, videos from the sicko and then mm -hmm. across the street at the hotel so yeah i would i would love to uh to to find uh karen kwatowski and, and see what she's up to these days right 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 that's what um, uh it, what's a damn shame is the guy that was at the gas station uh didn't do the whole like enemy of the state move where he copies <laughs> that shit and puts it on a disc somewhere right you know I mean? oh man well, you had an hour what were you doing right yeah, but you know they they knew that they had to get to that Sitco in order to get that video mm -hmm. footage, right? Because they knew it was coming already, and they can't go in there beforehand and be like, "Hey, shut all your cameras off." You know, yeah, they had to right. wait for it to happen before they go and confiscate the footage. Yeah, um, yeah, not one person has said, "Yeah, I heard this fucking loud jet plane flying low." Because you're gonna hear that. This is not like a fighter jet where. You'll see it, then you'll hear it, right? Right. You're gonna yep. fucking see the thing. <laughs> yeah. And and there's nobody, even if even if it was a missile, right? It's not gonna sound the same as a plane, but you're mm -hmm. gonna hear it, especially that low. You're gonna hear it. And they dodged all other surroundings. These guys failed out of fucking flight school 
and they managed to maneuver that plane so low without hitting the ground right into the side of the Pentagon. Absolutely. Now, don't you think if I was if I was uh, going to send some terrorists out to to bomb something, why would you waste time on the precision of flying into the side of a wall on a building that low to the ground? There's yeah. it's the Pentagon is this giant obviously shaped like a pentagon with giant fucking hole in the middle you would think that anybody who's going to try to do the most damage would try and come down on top of that that makes Absolutely. zero sense makes zero I mean, sense isn't the command center of the pentagon located in the inner ring the innermost ring yeah allegedly yeah right so wouldn't wouldn't they say listen get as high as you can and and take a straight nose dive right into the center yeah. of that building yeah. instead oh, they like... told them listen the americans are trying to hide money so hit the part of the building yeah. where the offices are there yeah looking where the, into where them. yeah where where the audits going we need to hit that part we've yeah. already said it's under construction so it should be mostly empty we got a couple of guys uh janitors in there empty in trash cans but they're contracted so don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> fly right oh, into the side man. of the wall get the fuck out of here you know what i mean that's i mean it doesn't make any sense these guys are they're already supposed to be doing the most damage to america right death to america and they're gonna fucking hit the side of the world trade center okay that building's fucking 400 feet tall easy target you're talking about a four-story building something like that get out of here so a question came in through Rockfin, Four and they asked, um, "Could it uh, could be CGI? What purpose would it serve to fake it?" Uh, and I replied with, uh, "Possible to fake the missile and blow it up with something from the inside." And mm. there's that theory out there about no planes, anyways. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I have heard that, uh, and I forget what documentary it was in. That there was construction going on in the World Trade Center at that time, mm -hmm. and they had been going on for months. And the theory was, what if this was when they were putting that um, thermite, mm, yeah, lace on the elevator shafts or whatever? Yeah, but <clears throat> could be. I mean, we could definitely get into that thermite too, because I remember saving an article. With the, that specifically highlights thermite being used in the buildings. Yeah. But um, be, before we go into the tower situation, um, and, and I hate to cite videos that I cannot, at the very least, name the person in the video, but there was a worker in the Pentagon, uh, uh, African-American lady, uh, who worked there. And in her describing where she was, she was there with her son, actually. She brought her son to work that day. In describing where she was, she said that she thought that she actually triggered a bomb in the building by simply turning her computer on. Because she said as soon as she hit the power on her computer, boom, she heard the explosion. That's a weird she, thought to have, though. It, it is you a weird I mean? thought to have. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was surprised when I heard that interview as well, because in addition to that, in addition uh -huh. to that, she says that she was close enough to walk out of the hole. Now, immediately, I'm thinking again about that 11,000-plus yeah. gallons of jet fuel. Yeah. She would have been burnt to a crisp, her and the oh, poor yeah. kid. That, yeah, that's a wrap. It's it's just going to be a tidal wave of fucking gas. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced gasoline on fire, 
or an idiot trying to put out gasoline on fire with as, water. Oh, dude! As soon as that gasoline breaks its containment, it's every. There's no stopping it it's, until uh, yeah. it's fucking gone. It's That's the idea it. of a Molotov cocktail, right? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely, a- yeah. And you know, it's you. You're not gonna just blow up something with that much fuel. And it, if a if a car crash happens, and the fuel tank gets ruptured, uh-huh. and now it's on fire, it turns into a little river, right? And you're not gonna just put it out. It it's gonna fucking burn everything it's on, including people. That's how you end up getting burned literally to the bone is being covered in fuel like that. And <clears throat> judging from the video, after the explosion, that was it. A little smoldering here and there, but there's no fire. How did that happen? We watched the Twin Towers. That hole was on fire for how long? You know what I mean? And we didn't. We we got a little. We got a, a big ass explosion, a little bit of smoke, and some smoldering. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Absolutely. a fire. Yeah. So good. Good point there, Boya. And and to go a little bit further in there, I want to. Uh, I want to cite a paragraph from the Schwartz and Carlson um, uh, report. And so he says. It is a simple matter that the fire did not burn hot enough for a long enough period of time to vaporize a 757 and leave no evidence. Mm-hmm. That is especially true of the jet engine components that are made of cobalt to withstand high heat and has a melting point of 1,495 degrees Celsius or 2,723 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Burning jet fuel cannot reach that temperature. However, it is not enough to just melt it. To disappear the large 757 jet engines to fit the official lie, it would have to get hot enough for a sustained period to reach the boiling point of 5,301 degrees Fahrenheit. Those temperatures, I'm telling you, (laughs) (laughs) didn't burn the grass though, but it had an hour. Yeah, didn't burn the grass. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? There's no way. And and even just based off that heat, right? That woman and her son would have been fucking burned to a crisp. Toast, toast, I'm telling yeah. you. And guys, in addition to that, they just cited that the temperature would have needed to reach 5,000 plus in order to melt the jet components, right? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a picture right now, a aerial view of the collapse. Mm-hmm. And what's 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 crazy to me is that there are still steel beams that are holding up the right portion of that building that have not collapsed. Mm. Now, as a as a torch burner for a couple of years, right? Noel, you can we, screen share. Can do you have the? You can yeah, screen share on your end. Oh no, kidding! Really? Yeah, you click uh, share at the bottom, and then mm-hmm. share tab, and it'll open up an option for. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so that way we can see what you're. I forgot to tell you you had that ability. My my, my bad. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. My bad. Dang it. Okay, let's do entire screen. All right, that's what we're doing. Bingo. Okay. So. Whoa. (laughs) That's not supposed to be like that, huh? IT, Jamie, go ahead and fix that <laughs> all right bingo okay can you guys see well how do i fix this brian uh it- go full screen with the with the article okay there we go how's it how's that 
perfect. Okay, so if you see the building still standing up on the right-hand side, right? Yeah, yep. You yep. actually still see steel beams there on the mm -hmm. face, right? Those steel, steel beams are a lot uh, lighter than the steel beams that are inside of the building as you go further in. Now, mm -hmm. as a torch burner myself, I have an oxygen and propane torch that melts those steel beams, but it needs to reach a temperature of 3,500 degrees in order to melt through mm -hmm. the steel beams, right? right? So looking at those beams there and considering how hot it would have had to get in order to melt those steel beams and not seeing them melted, it immediately tells me that there's some bullshit going on here, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Look at that shit. There's no way. I, what? What is? What did you say the wingspan was on one of those? 120. 93 feet to 112.6 feet. No way. <laughs> no way. Man. No way. No way. So I mentioned the A3 Sky Warrior. Yeah. This is it right here. Okay. That's an A3 Sky Warrior. It's an old uh, U.S. Air Force Navy plane. See that diagram there? Now, these wings, yeah. they're supposed to fold up in order to conserve space for storage. Okay. Okay. Now, I'll go further down. And this paragraph here cites that the A3 Sky Warriors are configured to carry and launch rockets. 757 commercial jets are not. To this very day... Raytheon Hughes uses a fleet of A3 Sky Warriors to test fire rockets, and Hughes is one of the manufacturers of air-to-air -air and air-to-ground missiles used in our military arsenal. Wow. So you take a look at that A3, uh, uh, A3 Sky Warrior releasing wow. that rocket. Look at that rocket, and then we'll go back and compare it to the video. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So if, if we were able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there was no 737 to slam into that building. This alone blows the whole story wide open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look how, and look how small that missile is, dude. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Cause Correct. those aren't big planes. Those are not big planes. Yeah. Definitely not the same wingspan as a 737. That's for sure. Absolutely not. No way. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Breaking that's, it wide open. Incredible. Uh, now, Tank, I know we were talking about the fact that um, you were telling us the story of the article that you had, had uh, shared last time you were on the show mm -hmm. about the conversation that took place in the Jewish uh, cemetery. Yeah. And the agent had given that information to the attorney general at the time, but we didn't go any further than that. So so what happened after that? Well, the rest is is uh, is speculation because anything after General uh, or uh, Attorney General Ashcroft Ashcroft, excuse me, received that information is under lock and seal. So the only thing that we know for sure that Ashcroft did was reach out to the source, which is this former IDF veteran, to tell him to contact the Newark Field Office. And the Newark field office kicked the can down the road for a little bit until they sent, like we spoke about last time, two agents from the Newark field office to go visit the source. And they basically told them, listen, uh, you know, there's nothing we could do. This is, you know, not not uh, not something that we're going to pursue. And we can definitely not offer you any additional protection for the information that you came to us with. So, <laughs> I mean, 
we so were, you we did were, not you didn't mention that last time. I didn't know about the agents visiting the source. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We we mentioned wow. that. So in in June, um, he had two agents from the FBI uh, field office go to visit him because he sent out another letter like, "Hey guys, listen, if we're in fucking June, you know these guys." I overheard this being planned for September. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to stop a, a massive attack on the United States, we need to get moving on this now. Mm -hmm. We need to get moving on this now. And two agents came and visited him and told him, listen, I mean, you know, this is, you heard a conversation from some guys in a cemetery in Newark. I yeah. mean, we can't act on this right now. Uh, you know, this is coming, this is coming for, uh, directly from General Ash, uh, Attorney General Ashcroft. You know, we can't move on this. That's and then wild. Look, absolutely. Absolutely. I, what, what's, what's even more wild, though, right? What's even more wild is that story is one of three, right, mm. of compelling evidence that showed, showed us that there was foreknowledge, right? Yeah. The first one is the one you just mentioned, which is the former IDF veteran uh, that fought in the Yom Kippur War in 75, overhearing the conversation at the Gomel Chesed Cemetery 11 months prior to the attack, that's number one. So obviously him hearing that conversation, this is this is a plan he overheard. Yeah. This was planned well before. The second was the dancing Israelis who were locked up in East Rutherford, New Jersey and detained for a number of days, right? Who said that they were specifically there to document the event. That's the second bit of evidence that shows you or proves rather that there was forewarning of this. Right. And the third is the... Uh, the random text message that was sent out to Odigo and Odigo was some private company where their employees received a text message. Stay out of New York. There's going to be an attack. Okay. And Odigo, Odigo allegedly reported this to the FBI and they said, it could have been some kind of hackers playing a trick on you guys. But, yeah. Until you know, the towers blew up. Until the towers <laughs> blew up. I want to, I want to actually find that article, but, um, yeah, it's it's right here. I've never so, even heard of that one. That's fucking. Yeah, <laughs> so so, do do we still have screen share here? Yeah, yep. you're up. You're yeah, up. you're you up. Should be up on the screen. There. Okay. So this one is titled "Odigo Workers Were Warned of 9/11 Attacks." Odigo, the instant messaging services, says that two of its workers received messages two hours before the twin towers attack on September 11th, predicting the attack would happen. And the company had been coordinating with Israeli and American law enforcement, including the FBI, in trying to find the original sender of the message predicting the attack. Misha McCover, CEO of the company, said the two workers received the messages and immediately after the terror attack informed the company's management, which then immediately contacted the Israeli security services, which brought it, which brought it into the FBI. So, so an Israeli company operating over here in America, in New York, receives uh, messages two hours before the attack. And rather than call American law services first, they reached out to Israeli security services who then filtered that information down to the FBI. That is interesting. I have no idea why the message was sent to these workers who don't know the sender. It may have just been someone who was joking and turned out they accidentally got it right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Tell you, accidentally. You up, man. Accidentally, get the fuck out of here! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, shit! We we accidentally predicted one of the biggest world changing events in history mm -hmm. <laughs> on a so 
That's three instances of forewarning. Not to mention that we were also warned by the Russians, okay, mm -hmm. a year or two before, that there was some kind of plan to attack the United States. See, yeah. the Russians are the homies. I don't know what everyone's getting their fucking panties in a bunch about. <laughs> you know, ever since Rocky IV, we've been cool with them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ever since Rocky IV. <laughs> Shit, so, guys, man. you know, it, it's – um. We, we can we can jump around here and there guys but we we really need to and and Brian said it in in the last roundtable discussion we had on 9/11 we really need to hold true to the oath that we all made on the 20 on the uh 12th of September 2001 to never forget that's right to never forget and I'm telling you there there is and has been and still continues to be, Massive amounts of evidence to prove that the official narrative, right, is horseshit. Okay. Yeah. To 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 everyone watching on Rockfin right now, to everyone watching on Twitch right now, no matter how old you are, I want you to understand that your country was attacked from within, from within to usher in this new totalitarian dictatorship, new world order. That for a while, people just seemingly thought was a conspiracy theory. It is not. It is not. There have been very smart individuals, persistent individuals, committed individuals who have dedicated their time, right, their efforts, their intelligence, and all the resources that they've gained in a lifetime to investigate the events of 9-11. And just because the mainstream media has decided to sweep this under the rug, uh, just because presidents of this country uh, have been involved in this absolutely tragic and sinister plot to overthrow we the people of the United States does not mean that we should just give up and forget about this shit. We need to peacefully, peacefully rise up and make sure that whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow, even 40 years from now, that the people who are responsible for this shit are held accountable. Absolutely. Held accountable. I'm, I'm telling you, like I said, I was 16 years old when the towers came down. When I was 18 years old and graduated high school, I attempted to enroll in the Navy specifically so I can go and kick some fucking ass. But I was disillusioned. I was still too young, too naive, and too gullible to really understand, to really understand what this was. And when I was separated from the Navy for, for, uh, for, for reasons that we'll go into on another show, um, <laughs> I decided to red pill myself. And, and thankfully, I did this because I was able to save from that time, from the period of um, 2004 to about 2013, I was able to compile a whole bunch of hard-hitting articles from investigative journalists worldwide that opened me up to a different perspective and a different understanding. It gave me a lot of historical perspective on what America had done what America was responsible for, specifically, specifically the three-letter agencies who had hijacked many levels of the American government. John Kennedy said this. Eisenhower said this. They were warning us about this, right? And we allowed for the culture, right, and for the um, desensitization and the domestication of men in this country to simply believe the bullshit like what NASA tells us. We're like, oh, okay, <laughs> Yeah. That's it. No problem. Uh, I mean, how the hell were their passports 
that were found after the towers came down. For Christ's sakes, there was a Wells Fargo card that made it unscathed. A plastic yeah. Wells Fargo card. Come yeah. on. Survive the fire. Fucking imagine that. Now A Wells Fargo card. Maybe the passport was dropped by one of the dancing Israelis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shit, I forgot to give it to him. He was dancing I so mean, hard. He fucking... You know, the, the, the dancing Israelis is a whole other ball field when it comes to what really happened to 9-11, mm -hmm. right? For sure. Because you have those story, guys, brother. man, they get detained. They identify mm -hmm. all of them. Uh, mm -hmm. They get they get a fucking attitude when the cops show up, right? Because yep. Yep. people are like, hey, these motherfuckers are dancing and celebrating. They're not sad and somber. And mm -hmm. they uh, basically tell the cops, fuck you guys. We're not your problem. Our problems are our problems. And Palestine is the problem. 100%. They get fucking, you know, detained. They end up finding out they all work for Mossad. They tell them that we're we're here on a work visa. That was mm -hmm. their response. So hundred ten percent. Yeah, they and then and then it, it turns out they all the company they worked for. I forget the name of the company. Um, I think it was called Urban Moving Systems. Yeah, that's Moving what it was. That's a, yep. Urban Urban Moving Systems was a front. It was basically yes. there for Mossad spies. And Verifiable. one of them had already been arrested in a different country working for Mossad. And they all get brought here and they just happen to be in a parking garage with a perfect view of the whole thing. They're taking pictures, they're laughing, they're recording videos. And then mm -hmm. the next thing you know, they all just get released. And there was a, um, there was a Freedom of Information Act FOIA Act, someone requested the photos of yeah. all these guys. There was mm -hmm. a ton of photos. They took a ton of pictures of them. And then yes, the pictures they that they had taken of each other, they re they asked for those photos. They basically get told, oh, we destroyed all of those photos back in 2014. Damn, just like NASA, huh? They said, they said even the photos that they had were so heavily redacted that you still wouldn't have been able to, to, to see any of their faces or features or Correct. anything. Correct. You got to wonder, too, what the FBI's response was when they said, oh, yeah, we're here to, we're here to film this shit, which means you Incredible. knew it was going to happen. So the FBI is like, so they knew it was going to happen. And then they find out that they're they work for the Mossad. Mm -hmm. So then it like, let's just say you're the low level agent that's interviewing these, you know, dark guys we pulled in when. <laughs> we already know it's Bin Laden, right? You know, 10 yeah. minutes later or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and you're this low-level FBI agent and you interview this and you hear this and then you find out that they work for – they're spies. They work for a fucking secret service over there. And then the official story comes out. You're like, fuck. And yeah. who am I going to tell? My boss? Right. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're you're fucked. You can't you can't run it up the flagpole. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and and if you're the agent that does through sheer naivety, like, hey, this doesn't seem right. In fact, I'm yeah. gonna go speak to the guy upstairs. You know what? You get sent to Anchorage. Yeah. You get sent yeah. to Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah. All right. You, it, it's you either that or you get suicided. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Check this out. This is coming from uh any word on Rockfin. Klaus Schwab was in NYC with the mm. excuse me World Jewish Congress leader and they watched the 9/11 tower events at a synagogue. 
Who said that? Somebody on Rockfin? Yeah. 110% correct. They were wow. having uh, they were having tea. Tea, my ass, dude. They were fucking having hot wings. They had the dip. They had butt was, plugs this is, in. They this were is, getting this crazy. Is the Isra- yeah, this is the Israeli Super Bowl. This is, they, they showed up, right? You know, one of them had the fucking lox and bagels. It's, they sh- <laughs> <laughs> You're bringing the German out of me. And you <laughs> thought this was a bad idea, but, but me were doing Look, just put this in perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. Within hours of it happening all of this happened simultaneously the dancing israelis they get detained and questioned and then they find yeah. out they're fucking spies they're they're having they know the identity of these guys they found a passport they all of this shit happened so quickly and then they decided in that same amount of time these dancing israelis who were celebrating the destruction of these two towers and the devs of thousands of americans yeah. they didn't do it let them go just like that. They cleared a fucking suspect just like that and pinned it right on Bin Laden in a fucking few hours, dude. Yep. In a few hours. The most compelling thing that they had found that day was five dancing Israelis who they just assumed were there visiting, then turned out to be Mossad agents that work for an American company in New Jersey that turns out mm-hmm. to be a front for Mossad, and they cleared them. Within but a I gotta, few hours. But I got to take my motherfucking shoes off at the airport. Yeah, okay. Dude, belt too. You better no. take your belt off and empty your fucking change. Or we're oh, sending you to fucking prison. You're going to Guantanamo, terrorist. But these, but these Mossad spies, you're free to go. You're free to go. Insane. Insane. Yeah. And and this is this is why. This is why. I'm glad that, that my fellas aboard the Nebuchadnezzar could add some levity to the situation. But I'm fucking pissed off. I'm fired yeah, up. Dude. I'm fired up because this is one of the greatest lies perpetrated on this country. Yeah. One of the greatest fucking lies, man. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So you can have you can have a a guy's house raided mm-hmm. and locked up and beat up by SWAT for protesting at Planned Parenthood, but five people who are here to document an event that turns out to change the trajectory of the history of this country get sent back home. They get sent back home so that they can be on an Israeli TV show talking about the event. Oh, dude, you know they got medals when they got home. The fucking Israeli government hooked them up, took care of them. You know, they got whatever the equivalent is to, you know, a a medal of honor over there. Right. And then they got away with it, dude. And you say, too, this is the Israeli Super Bowl. I could just imagine, like, halala, 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 halala. I got to kill this <laughs> fucking spider before he kills me. Much respect to the Rockfin uh, viewer that, that brought that up. Now, conversely, right, he brought up who was in the country to watch the event. But conversely... Maybe we should also start to ask who was conveniently out of the country when this happened. So now, after all these years, many of us have come across the reports about people being uh, uh, coincidentally and uh, conveniently called off to work or not showing up for that day or reporting Miss, that they were missing their flights, missing, missing flights. But let's let's read a report from uh, 2006 that highlights who, in fact, was either out of the country or far away from anywhere where the alleged attacks 
So there was an article that came out again by John Carlson and his yeah, name will come up. Go ahead and full screen it. Awesome. Awesome. So this is an article by uh, John Carlson and this guy's name will come up many, many times. And hopefully when we get to sit down and um, start to really dig into this whole mess, we can uh, uh, go into uh, who John Carlson actually was. So according to this article titled on 9-11 in ill wind blew Clinton to Australia. So one particular paragraph says, wasn't the only thing blowing Clinton. Never forget. So never forget. <laughs> so this particular article highlights another article that came out on uh, September the 8th of 2001, just a few days by Carolyn Overington. And it says, guess who's coming to dinner? The former United States President Bill Clinton will be in Melbourne on Monday. It is his first visit. So no one assumes Mr. Clinton does not have friends here. Oh, what he Bill's does have, coming. However, oh, Bill's coming all over that dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what he does have, however, is likely allies. Some of the Liberal Party's best people have stepped forward to make welcome this most famous American Democrat. So again, this was September the 8th, 2011, of him going to Melbourne, Australia. So on correct, on the 11th, he was already far, far away. But in the highlighted paragraph up here, mm -hmm. we see that um, Bush II was obviously setting up his alibi in the Booker School in Florida. Colin Powell was in Mexico. Alan Greenspan was in Switzerland. And... Uh, and uh, uh, Bill Clinton was over in uh, Mel Melbourne, down under. I mean, Alan Greenspan picks Switzerland. He's like, I don't want nothing to do with it. I'm neutral that, like Switzerland. I'm neutral, Maybe you know I'm what I'm saying? Nobody asked me any questions. It's that's like you wear your personalities. That's where they took them. Yeah. You know, that's fucking insane. Um, you know, I got, I, I was trying to pull up a list of celebrities that uh, conveniently missed flights. I can't get the full thing going, though. It's still fucking loading. Um, but guys like Seth MacFarlane. Michael Jackson, Mark Wahlberg, all those guys like either stayed another day, flight got canceled, or they slept in, and they all missed flights that would have fucking crashed into the World Trade Center. And it's like, like how, why couldn't the dad who's coming home from a business trip fucking have his flight delayed? Instead, yeah. it's like every celebrity that was supposed to be on one of those planes ended up fucking surviving. <laughs> and I don't think it's because they they literally miss their flights. You know what I mean? It, they, a lot of these guys got super successful after this happened. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to bring this up too. I don't know if you guys remember this. This came out like a, just a few months ago. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. Um, this was like supposedly new... Ah, yes. Good one. Good New one. video that came out of the planes hitting the towers, but um, let's go ahead and play it here. Yeah, we, and we did speak about this when it first came out, Brian. I think uh, we had a private talk about this. Um, yeah. I don't know, brother. This this right here seems staged to me. I mean, just it hearing does. I was talking. He's it, like, it, whoa. Yeah, it seems staged. Oh, and there's, I think... there's, audio, there's audio for this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. I had it. I'm sorry. I had it muted. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Unmute it. Let's go Watch back. Go, go. Apple Podcast. Pay attention to this. You want to go back? 
Yeah, I want to because uh, does he speak at all? Um, he does. Yes. Okay. okay, we'll start it over. Guy with his shirt tucked into cargo pants. That's fucking great. And again, this was footage that just came out within the what the last two years, Brian? Yeah. Someone forgot they recorded 9-11. Yeah, and, and I think this guy is I think this guy is some level of law enforcement. Of course. Probably works for Mossad. Uh, I think he was in the military and he got out. I was reading the article about it. I'm fairly certain he's he films the next plane. For he's sure, got, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's got to because unless he turns his camera off right now. Look, there's the oh. passport. There's the passport. <laughs> and the Wells Fargo card. I saw it. <laughs> wow, this is incredible. So ju just from looking at this, I think he's... So this is at the ferry port at the Battery, at Battery okay. Park. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let me tell you guys, one, one vision that's forever burned in my head at this time was uh, a lawyer running out of the courthouse building on Newark Ave. And I'll never forget, he's running. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck. Still gives me fucking goosebumps. Hell yeah. Fucking raise the hair on my arms. Oh my lord. God damn. go forward just a bit here yeah because here here we go right here see you see how loud that jet is yep, yep. back just a, one more time and i i want to slow it down let me pause it i want to slow it down and see if anybody else is reacting to the plane going over 
Yeah, so we saw two people looking over. Uh, let's go half speed. Oh, the audio so here. I'll pause it. Or the mute it, rather. That's fucking terrible news. Okay, pause right there, Brian. All these people yeah. right here. Yeah. They Blue seem shirt. to be looking. Even this old man here, he's yeah. kind of turning his head. Yeah. So those yeah. six people in the frame yeah. appear to be looking up at that Seven. Point. When the camera goes up, there's another guy in a white shirt looking up. Mm. Okay. Look it it was just... Well, to be fair, I don't think... I think he turns and he sees everybody over on the side there looking up, which causes him to look up then, right? Because mm -hmm. he's he's looking at the back of their heads looking up, and he's probably thinking, what are they looking at? And then moves the camera up and then sees the plane. Now, here's another thing. Do you think, do you think that he wanted to uh, scan everyone's reaction to the fire, or was he scanning the skyline when he turned around and panned the camera? I think he was looking because he, he he's looking at the at the sky See, this is an interesting thing because he's looking up at the sky um on the right hand side of of uh whatever they're on right there mm -hmm. and you see a bunch of skyscrapers right and then he turns and looks the other way and i i'm wondering if if they knew that it was a plane that hit it first right because you kind of it depends on where you're at um whether or not you saw the plane or you know, you might have just looked up and saw the explosion, right? So I don't know if all of them knew that it was a plane, but I'm sure they heard the helicopters. They heard, you know, all the local law enforcement things that happen when something like that happens in a, in a skyscraper. And so he could have been looking up to see, like, are there any helicopters coming this way? News helicopters, whatever. Like I said, I'm sure he heard all of that. Um, and then everybody else is probably so fixated on one of the World Trade Center buildings is on fire. They may not have been uh, alert enough. They probably heard the sound of the jet, maybe saw it last second. But I don't know if, if you're experiencing something like that firsthand, you, you're not going to be, you know, all there. Cool. So they might not have been paying attention to the sound of the jet and realize that that jet was there until it, it made impact. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't know, because I could also see it the other way. Did he know that if there was a plane coming and was looking for it? You know what I mean? Right. Well, because I remember reading the article when this video came out, I think it was last year. Um, and he was in the military, um, and he I think he turned out to be like some IT weirdo afterwards. And he's like, I've held on to this footage for so long for this reason. Felt I needed to come out with a blah, blah, blah. So you mean to tell me that you had filmed an event that literally changed the entire course of not just this nation, but of humanity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you held on to that footage for 20 years? Yeah. Right when, go with me on this, the theory that there were no planes started growing a lot of traction as people started doing Good more point. investigation into it. And then this video comes out that shows distinctly an airplane flying into the second tower Good and point. people reacting conversely to it. Yeah. You know, I'm I not mean, saying it's fake. I'm just saying that's, you know, potentially. Well, I mean, I don't think it's fake because it would be really hard to find a pair of khaki cargo shorts and that same blue t-shirt to reenact everything. 
That's definitely from the time. <laughs> um, but it, I, it could be interesting to say maybe that video was taken by somebody, you know, that, that had uh, foreknowledge of what was going to happen. And they released it, uh, like you said, to, to be like, no, nah, there were planes. Here's a new video. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm not I I don't buy the the planes were fake or they were, you know what I mean? Like there's you you literally had millions of New Yorkers that saw the planes. You know what I mean? Um, but well, I do they thought that they saw their planes. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. A lot of people think they see the curve of the earth too, but yeah, but you know, I think it would be hard to convince anybody that was in New York, New Jersey when that happened. Well, what if they had crisis actors on the ground to reinforce that? Dude, but you're talking about, yeah, but you're, you're talking about New York city where, you know, in, in a few blocks you have 200 million people. Yeah. So you would literally have to have millions of of actors who are going to be in groups to try and influence other groups that they just saw what they were told they saw. You know what right. I mean? Right. Uh, like that. Would Wonder just... if there was any like crisis actor listings the week before. Mm. Well, I don't think they had to because they used real people. You know what I mean? They they yeah. killed they killed real people. Like even even if there was even if there was a couple of groups of crisis actors, it still doesn't just discount the fact that there were real people who were working in those towers. Um, and listen, I I, I I get the argument of hey, maybe those planes were empty. There was no one on them. I believe that there were people on those planes. Um, but I, I I think it's really hard to say that. We got crisis actors to have, you know, a few groups of people react the way that we wanted them to by being influenced by this group of crisis actors. That's that's a little far fetched for me. Um, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely think that the the way that they were going to get the reaction that they needed was to sacrifice real people. Right. Well, and that not, you know that that's that's part of the ritual. You know that exactly that, that be who have already deemed themselves kings of this world or workers of the true king of this world, which we all know who that is, right? Yeah. Um, they that's that's part of the that's part of the plan. They've exactly. already designated the death of real people. So well, they well they, and like right. like you said, they got to feed that machine, right? And mm -hmm. and we know that these people they survive off of pain, off of agony. It's mm -hmm. the reason they hurt kids. You know, it's the reason that when they have a mass casualty situation like this, where it's literally a sacrifice, these people had no yeah. skin in the game. That's yeah. when you're going to get the most out of them. Right. Mm -hmm. um, that is feeding these negative archons, the energy that they need to continue on. And that was the biggest key bump they could have had. Right. This is that this was the, the, this was the fat chick going into the bar right to the bathroom and railing a fucking <laughs> railing a line, then heading back out to the dance floor. She got her second win now. That's what, that's what these motherfuckers needed to get going again. Right. They needed that. And I mean, there hasn't been, I, I mean, you could, you could argue Pearl Harbor maybe, but there hasn't been um, something like this to happen in the United States with that many truly innocent casualties. Right. They didn't attack, a military base of of ready, able, and willing members of the military who are going to fight back. They literally attacked people that were 
in an office building. You know OKC. what I mean? Yeah, it, exactly. That's that's probably the next biggest you know event where that many that many in, truly innocent lives were were taken, and well, it, that it feeds them. They feed off of that. They literally feed off of that type of dark energy. And let's mm-hmm. let's let's not forget because a lot of people seem to get caught up on the idea, especially if you're new to nine eleven and stuff like that, that they have a hard time believing that the government would be willing to kill three thousand or three yeah three thousand innocent people, right? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, fifty eight thousand Americans died in Vietnam over the Gulf of Tonkin, which never happened. Yeah, it's declassified. It never happened. Mm-hmm. So if they don't have a problem killing 60,000 Americans, what's 3,000? Oh, yeah. Americans? There's a drop in the bucket for them. There's a drop in the bucket. Right. Oh, thanks for the literature. Yeah, no, in addition to that, no, you, you're absolutely right. And sometimes we get so engrossed in these conversations that we forget that there Operation may be. Gladio. Listen, guys, if, if, like Brian said, you still believe that our government is either incapable or unwilling of sacrificing anyone, whether they be a United States citizen or a foreign national, I want you to read this book, Operation Gladio, okay, by Paul Williams. This will put into perspective what, in fact, our government is capable of and has been capable of and may very well still be capable of and willing to do to you and me, mm-hmm. okay? Operation Gladio, look it up. If you if you want the PDF to it, I'll download the PDF and email it to you. Put your email in the chat or send it to Big Country and Boya at Whiskey and Beer, and I'll send you the complete PDF. Boom. Hell yeah. This is why I love having Tank on the show. We get <laughs> so in-depth and you're so passionate about this, as we all should be. Yeah. Um, because like Noel, like you were saying earlier, that we took we took an oath. You know, and and it's been twenty one years now, and yeah. I've never forgotten it. No, it, it, the 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 thing that it, it I don't anger is not even the right word. It's beyond that, right? When you mm-hmm. have Elon mm-hmm. Omar and people like that who are just downplaying it, downplaying nine eleven, and, and it it's because of their ideals and their views, but nothing. There's no repercussions for it. Right. You can go to there's places in this country where you will go to prison for misgendering somebody. Mm-hmm. But when an elected official shits on 9-11 and, and the lives that were lost by saying some people did some things and there's no consequence at all. Yeah. It, it, we're we're fucking way off track, dude. We're way, way off track, way, way off. off track. I, I want to take a, a minute to step back here, guys. Right. So. Like Brian pointed out, we've been dealing with this and and some of us have been forgetting little by little as the years go by. But mm-hmm. I, I want to I want to ask this. If 9-11 never happened, how strong would we be as a country, as a people? The potential, right? All the, the 4,000 or so men and women who died going overseas in this forever war, the 30 plus thousand that came back injured and maimed. Okay, the the hundreds of thousands of people who were displaced in other countries, right? The the billions and billions of dollars that have been wasted, splurged, uh, mismanaged, pillaged from the national treasury. Mm -hmm. Imagine if none of that existed. Where would we be 
as a people, as a country. I doubt that we would have continued in ignorance. I think we would have been stronger. I think we mm. would have learned more. I think we would have eventually realized, you know what? We as a people have more potential, right? Mm -hmm. We were coming out of the 80s and the 90s, which I may be biased because I was born in the 80s, raised in the 90s, and I consider that to be the greatest. It was the best. It was the greatest, the greatest decade greatest of all era. time. Yeah. Right, right? Imagine how us, how we would have grown out of that, right, yeah. without having this massive tragic event that changed our lives seriously mm -hmm. oh yeah just just with the the happiness resonating as a people mm -hmm. the energy right if everything is based on frequency and energy imagine the power in the positivity that that resonance would have made as a people across mm -hmm. the world instead of the opposite war death lies corruption chicanery the more, I, the more I imagine that, the more pissed off I get. Because and that's what I mean. Yeah, because I, I mean, like you said, you know, the, the the past, the past twenty years that we've been, you know, finding new information, going over old information, all in relation to nine eleven, mm -hmm. we we put those good times on hold. Yes. To, dis to discover everything that we've discovered now, not just with 9-11, but everything else, right? Because we know that this is what kicked off an awakening. Yeah. At the, at the same time, I think there's more and more people who are starting – because, listen, if you're, like, new to conspiracy, 9-11 is, like, day one shit, right? <laughs> because there's levels to 9-11. So you could start off by saying, okay, 9-11 was an inside job. Now you're talking fucking secret conversations at a Jewish cemetery. You know what I mean? You can get right. as deep as you want with this. But we, like you said, those those two decades were the best of times. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, some, some, some terrible shit happened here and there. Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to. But nothing... Nothing like 9-11 had happened up until that point. Yeah. And people were getting along. People were working. People were, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That It was mm -hmm. a, it was such a different world. Mm -hmm. And we could have extended that into the 2020s. Correct. And, yeah. Correct. And yeah. just kept it rolling. People right. happy. Like you said, developing. Whoa. Understanding. You know, and now and <clears throat> we, we, there is no decade since the 90s that anybody will remember and um, i'll have to wait until my my son and my daughter my sons and my daughter are older and ask them how they feel about those decades because i know my parents felt the same way about the decades they grew up as kids like mm -hmm. are i can't imagine kids having that type of connection to a period in time like we did with the 80s and 90s yeah correct yeah correct. plus i you know uh, just thinking about it now too and while you're saying about the the strength and the growing of, of how things would have been, because 9-11 happened when I was 12, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure like some people probably in this show and watching was ready to go, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. I knew that I couldn't join until I was 18. Yeah. So from 12 to 18, in my yeah. head, I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to war. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Yep. And I was I was fired up every year that I got closer to going to war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how many other kids and then and then went. Yeah. I know a lot Correct. of kids that did. I, I went to high school with a lot of dudes who 
as -hmm. soon as they were able, you know, or if they were able to get signed off so they could go early, they did. 110%. 110%. I made a pact with a with a bunch of my friends in high school. Paul Mestre, uh, Nino Gennato, Gustavo Mejia, Daryl Colburn. Okay, we all made a pact that we were going to join a different branch of the service and meet up in deployment. Okay, each each one of us. So, like Brian said, just think of the, the overwhelming power mm-hmm. in the energy of the thoughts that that put out into the world. Yep. Right? Yeah, because because all you want to do is kill something. That's that's they had us revenge. focused exactly, and we we got bamboozled, man. I have friends yeah. that didn't come back, friends that didn't come back yeah. as a whole person. You know, yeah. that's that's not including what they lost in their minds. Yes. And they 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 gave us a generational war. We were so mm-hmm. focused on on taking care of business overseas in the Middle East when they had zero to do with any of this they convinced us of such right Mm -hmm. they sent men women people's sons and daughters over there to die Mm -hmm. yeah and that's all we looked at for how many years you know Mm -hmm. and and we could have been spending that time focusing on building our families focusing on you know what i mean and and that didn't that's not what happened that's not everybody lost focus because they had us fucking geared up ready to go it yeah. 9-11 did its job they did yeah. what they needed it to do and and it mm-hmm. took our focus off it changed so many people in so many different ways some of them changed their political affiliation the way they looked at the government a lot of people mm-hmm. held them up to a higher standard because now mm-hmm. they're running in front of us with that shield with the stars and stripes on it and everybody was rooting for them mm-hmm. Yeah, and then yeah. it was they pulled a fucking fast one on us. They got us. Absolutely. <laughs> they weaponized, they weaponized our patriotism. Yep. Right? They literally turned our greatest strength into our greatest weakness. We mentioned this on the other round table. It's a, it's a Greek tragedy mm-hmm. what they did. And so th- this is why I will forever stand behind any effort to get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. Whatever that bottom is, I don't I don't care. I'm already so far down the rabbit hole that I'm just thinking about the bottom. And you know what? If I never reach the bottom, at least I can shed light on every layer mm-hmm. that I get past. Yep. Every layer. I mean, this is this is this is for the people who died investigating. This is for the people who died bringing stuff out like uh uh Barry Barry Jennings, Mr. Barry mm-hmm. Jennings. Yep. Okay? William Rodriguez, who was ostracized by the community, who was threatened by the FBI for telling his story about being in a sub-level and hearing explosions beneath him. There's, mm-hmm. There were six levels, by the way, uh, to, the, to the original World Trade Center. And he yeah. was in that middle level. And he said that he was thrown into the air and hit the drop ceiling from explosions beneath him. So, I mean, th- th- it's for those people. It's for the the... The FDNY members, yeah, okay, who still went suffering and stated publicly, still suffering. We just had one uh, die two years ago from uh, upper respiratory uh, cancer mm-hmm. for going down there and digging, trying to dig people out of the rubble. If they could even find any any survivors, you're absolutely right. But yeah. this is for those men and women of the FDNY who had to retire because they were discouraged, disenfranchised. And disappointed at the fact that their testimonies were literally disregarded. These yep. firemen that talked about levels popping out, boom, 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 that were unequivocally sure, without a shadow of a doubt, that there were explosions in those buildings. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you believe the theory, 
that there were no planes that crashed into those floors, right? Yep. You still have verified and, and passionate testimony from people who have taken oaths to protect human beings mm -hmm. that those buildings were taken down by controlled explosions. Yeah. The, the, you, you mentioned you mentioned the thermite. There was evidence of thermite there. That the so we had a foreign government that did possibly the greatest in-depth investigation into 9/11 and they concluded that these towers were taken down using highly sophisticated methods to demolish large structures. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to be an in a structural engineer to understand that Jet fuel doesn't melt steel. Correct. Correct. Um, correct. And, and, you know, it's you could search it yourself how mm -hmm. hot jet fuel burns, right? It's not correct. mixing with the, it's not, it's not reacting with the fucking manila envelopes, right? <laughs> the, the staples didn't help it any. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and it's, it just, it blows my mind. Like that's, Absolutely. that's step one. We know that that is impossible. Right. Yep. Right. And I then mean, you talk about the, Tower Seven. Why why did Tower Seven collapse? You know, you know, Tower Seven, you know what Tower Seven could also hold? Two point three two point three billion dollars. The reason that that was demolished was to help cover up the idea that all this money was missing. They're trying to figure out who took it. World Trade or World Trade Center seven collapses into its own footprint after not getting hit by anything. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For those who may not be familiar, B Tower uh, Building 7 also housed the second largest FBI field office on the East Coast. Yep. Yeah, they, okay. all, they all skedaddled, huh? <laughs> These buildings fell at free fall speed. Okay, that's a matter of seconds. Okay, demolished. These are the first buildings in history to be able to do that. Okay? Yeah. I... I, I I um, implore the Apple podcast viewers, the Twitch viewers, the Rockfin viewers. You're all the most intelligent people on the internet community, in my opinion. Hooligans. Hooligans. I want you guys to yeah. research some of the subsequent uh, large building fires that have happened since 9-11, uh, particularly in China and in Russia. These buildings burned for over a day, over 24 hours, and did yeah. not collapse. Yeah. Okay. Huge skyscraper buildings engulfed in flames from the lower levels up on through, uh, up and through the, the highest levels and still did not collapse. But ours here in America built with American ingenuity using American steel historically collapsed at free fall speed into a pile of dust. Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. Yeah. And stop, stop with the shit. Yeah, and before anybody says, well, those those buildings that get hit by a plane, we've already said that jet fuel cannot melt steel, right? So Correct. take the impact, Correct. take take the impact out of it. Because if Correct. that was the case, the structures damaged from the 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 lowest point of that impact and then the rest of the building up. It mm -hmm. it does not affect anything below it at all. There was no and reason that that building, even if that top the top 80 floors of that structure collapsed onto the remaining of that building. It should not have collapsed floor by floor like that. Look at all the Vegas uh, uh, casino demos you want. And that's what you'll see. That's exactly what the world trade center looked like as it collapsed floor by floor into its own footprint. Yep. Yep. Uh, 
And uh, boy, you remember Danny, right? My buddy Danny? Yeah. yeah. Iron worker. And this is how we clicked off. This is one of the first conversations we had together. And he said, because he's an iron worker, said mm-hmm. they showed us the, the video of the collapse of 9-11 and they watched Loose Change. Hmm. And he goes, uh, they told us, you know, we're not here to, to put any ideas in your head, but this is what we build and that's not what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And 110%. let me percent. Let me yeah. play this clip um, for you guys because, Noel, you were going on a point of, of who we do this for. And this is actually probably one of the most powerful clips that's ever played on TV in the past 15 years. This is a mm-hmm. clip from a show called Rescue Me. Um, is about FDNY uh, firefighters. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll that clip. <laughs> roll the clip. Where can I get you? Um, sir? It's uh, Tom. Um, what's your high-end Irish whiskey? It's uh, the Middleton's. 25 bucks a shot. Yeah, give me, uh, give me eight fingers of that. Yeah. Fingers. It's about 100 bucks worth of whiskey there, Tom. You know. Drinks like me, I like it. <laughs> He's a hooligan for sure. That's it. Goddamn. It's about five fingers. Oh, taking it like a champ. Jesus. For a glass, it's going to cost about a Sino. You're certainly drinking it pretty fast there, pal. Yeah, you would too if it. Only had about two dollars and seventy-five cents in your pocket. I'm FDNY. I'm FDNY. Yeah, what? Bullshit. So prove it, huh? Prove it. Wait, see that? Huh? Like that? Huh? See that? Huh? See that? I got that. Uh, 12 stories up, raging inferno up in Harlem and in an apartment looking around. I lost my alley and couldn't find it, but I found somebody's grandmother. I had to hand her out in a bucket to save her and punched my way through the window. She died about an hour later at the hospital. Hey, uh, see that one? Huh? Uh, look at that, huh? See? See that one? Huh? That was uh, a drunken asshole up in the Bronx. He fell asleep while he was smoking in bed. He started the fire, woke up and trying to crawl out. I got him, bring him down, trade my mask off with him, coming down the stairs. The stairs give way. We go right through half a story onto these metal spikes. He lived. Four kids and their mom died. Yeah. Yeah, I knew 60 guys who died on 9-11. And the funny part is, I bet you, all the people in this bar, you could name five finalists from uh, American Idol before they could name one one name of the 343 men who gave their lives from the FDNY on 9-11. Huh? Anybody got a name? One name? Huh? Anybody got a name of a dead fireman? Huh? No, nobody. I didn't think so. I don't have any money because I, I, my wallet and my badge were in the 
my new truck, which got stolen this morning. <clears throat> my wife's pregnant. She's <clears throat> she's gonna have a baby, but we don't know who it is because she's having sex with me and my brother. My uncle's in the joint because last year he shot my uh, drunk driver who killed my only son, and I just saw my son on a cross-town bus out in front of this place about three minutes ago. Hell yeah. Thanks. Hundred percent. And that show came out in fucking like 2009, I think. Yeah, nine, ten, something like that. And that was only nine, ten years after. Yeah, right? it's 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 fucking true. I mean, your nephew is recently out of high school, right? Big country. Uh, yeah. Well, he's 22, so he's okay. been out for a couple of years. Okay, so he's been out for a couple of years. Do you know at all if like what they taught him about 9/11? Just no. the standard. Mm -mm. okay i don't i should ask him yeah because that'd be interesting uh, i'm gonna ask my nephew too like have you if they heard anything about 9 11 anything like that because they weren't yeah. around you know what i mean yeah he was born in uh 2000 yeah so he's not gonna remember yeah you know? so, so yeah it's, it's, it's when the when you question. ask your your uh your nephew their boy they're gonna be like yeah it said in the book that something something happened and some people died yeah <laughs> there's a picture of some chick look like queen latifah <laughs> <laughs> it's a direct quote i don't know i got some <laughs> friends of mine that are that are a bit older uh one in the national guard and and one in the marines i would like to know what they initially told them uh, mm. when they when they went out yeah good question it'd be interesting yeah great well, clip man great yeah. clip it's getting a little emotional there right oh um, yeah i mean you know for people like us that that it's weighed so much on our minds, you know, we've done so much digging, we've we've encountered so many theories, we've 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 dug into so many investigative reporters' work and and you know so many sites and so many books. It, it's a heavy toll, man. And th this is what I mean about the amount of energy, right, that we've put out there. The 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 difference in our frequency, how it resonates differently as a result. Mm -hmm. of this uh, i mean you you mentioned it before brian this just did not affect each and every one of us with a fucking brain here in this country this affected people on a global scale i mm -hmm. mean how many countries allied with the united states to send people out in into the middle east how many people in the middle east went from uh you know uh, uh bartering and trading right to being under attack and occupied by foreign nations with within a month or two i mean it's uh it's heavy man it's heavy yeah. it's heavy and, and i think we owe it to everyone not just to people who passed away but we owe we owe it to everyone who was impacted by this on whatever level to get to the fucking bottom of it man and Absolutely. just like many of these uh investigative reporters say right we need to hold those fucking accountable mm -hmm. i don't care when it is man i i mean it's 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 easier said than done, of course, but I mean it does start on the ground level. Yeah. And by the the hooligans aboard the Nebuchadnezzar with whiskey beer 
and conspiracies, dedicating two hours per podcast to speak about this and shed light and maybe introduce it to people on Apple and Spotify and Twitch and Rockfin who may not be as familiar with the details as we are. This is what needs to be done. Because again, we made a pledge to never forget. And that pledge was rooted in the blood and death of our fellow countrymen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not a, it's, that's not a, a, a light suggestion or a light idea. It's heavy and yeah. it's, it's a burden, but we have to carry that burden and yeah. we have to get comfortable with every hard detail about this. Absolutely. Hey, this you, is- know, you know how much foreign aid was sent to us to, to help with uh, the recovery and, and all that for 9-11? Yeah. Zero. Zero. (laughs) And then this is this is the type of shit that I'm talking about, though. You know what I mean? If if there was a government that like there's there's no America out there that's going to come to our rescue when shit hits the fan in our country. Right. Right. No one's no other country is going to literally print trillions of dollars to send it to us. No one's going to drop food, water, medicine. We're on our own. And 9-11 really showed us that. They 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 erase the truth, they they change the stories, um, and they they're feeding you what they want you to know, not what we not what we need to know, not what really happened, but what they want us to know, and that is what's turned this country into, a, a, you know, there's a huge divide now, um, bigger than ever. It has nothing to do with race. People are starting to realize that this is class issue. Not a race issue, right? Even though they tell you constantly it's a race issue, it's a trans issue, it's this and that. No, they fucking hate us all. They want your votes, so they pander and they pander both sides, right? They pander to who they need to fucking go check that stupid box that they're just going to delete and add 50 more fucking votes to in your name. But that's, that's where we're at now. Right, all the law, all the laws and everything that changed. Like Big Country mm-hmm. said earlier, you got to take your mm-hmm. shoes off when you get to the airport. That's because mm-hmm. of nine eleven. You used to be able to have your whole entire family walk you to the gate, yep. say goodbye to you. Then yep. you get walk down the tunnel, get on your plane, and leave. You never had to walk. The TSA wasn't a thing. They weren't. There was. They weren't around. Didn't they didn't. Exist. Nobody created the TSA. Was not in existence. Yeah. yeah. Right. And now this is normal people that were born after yeah. 9-11 this is normal for them i gotta get to the yeah. airport for security to clear security Three hours earlier yep. <laughs> yeah. and boy not not only was the tsa created and now we fund this bullshit but the tsa was supposed to be temporary yeah it was temporary they would they i remember the reports coming out that the tsa was a temporary funding mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this temporary turned into permanency Temporary right. turn in permanent because everybody got on board with it. You know what I mean? It was like a soft rollout. If they had fucking more people going, fuck you, I'm not going to take my shoes off. I'm not going to take my mm-hmm. belt off. It would have been yeah. temporary. The same thing happened yeah. with the masks when people got tired of that. I'll, I'll tell you when when uh, the tides turned. The the uh, the shoe bomber. That the shoe tall, bomber. Yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah. Gonna say. Yeah. 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 Once once they said, oh, well, this guy came on with a bomb in his damn shoe. He was trying to light his fucking heel with 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 a with a a lighter on the plane. It was a wrap. TSA is permanent now. Now we have to actually add funding. Right. Taxpayer Mm -hmm. funding to keep the TSA. 
Yeah. That's when the tides turn. Yeah, it's because somebody's brother-in-law or uncle or someone who, who was in charge of developing the TSA wanted to maintain a position. Right. You know what I mean? Not That's one you know, guy. I, Fucking I kinda, one guy. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder this, too, about, you know, we're talking about 9-11, but you could look at, you know, Vietnam, World War One, World War Two, the Civil War. I think as a whole, people don't want to fight. People don't want to go to war. People just want to do their thing, be left alone, right? Yep. Of course, you know, you get into fights and stuff like that. Stuff happens. But as a whole, united, we don't want to fight. No, last resort. Right. We only fight when we're told to. Yeah. So if you look at, like, let's go back to World War One, right? What was our involvement? Well, we didn't get involved until the Germans sank the Lusitania. Right, mm -hmm. which yep. obviously was a fucking false flag. Yeah, right. But before that, Europe was already at war. Well, why was it? Why was Europe at war? Uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was assassinated by the members of the Black Hand, right? Which they are part of a secret society over there. Mm -hmm. So Europe was cool up until that point, and then someone said, "Oh, you guys got to go fight them." Then we get involved. We don't want to get involved. Oh, they sank the Lusitania. Oh, now we're oh, we're told we got to go fight them. Okay, go to World War II. Or no, yeah, go to World War II, right? We are hands off the war, finger quotes, although we want to get into the war, mm -hmm. until we're bombed. Oh, now you go fight, right? They always have to do something to get the people riled up for support for yeah. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they right? got a guy who's like, hey, did you hear what he said about your mom? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, it gets, when it's just a shoving match and you got the one guy like, oh, Oh shit, did you hear what he said? And then and then next thing you know, you're in the fight, you know. But I never thought of it that way. Yeah, we only fight when we're told to. Yeah. And it's it becomes this thing where they they breed hatred um out of fear. And I was disgusted when I was seeing this shit online about people that were Russian. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you already, of course you already forgot what happened 21 years ago, but they told us to hate a different looking person at that time. Yeah. They all had turbans and they had brown skin. We got to hate those people. Yep. And then the same thing was happening with fucking Russia. You know, like in the in fucking the hockey league saying, oh, th these Russian players can't come to the home game tonight or in the Olympics, yeah. the Russian players can't come. Yeah. So... Fuck all the bullshit that they talk about with, uh, you know, e equal opportunity of outcome and all this fucking, mm -hmm. you have to label my pronouns. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't have to do a goddamn thing. Because the same people that are out there saying that shit about their pronouns and equality and all this stuff are the same people that were also fucking bashing Russians just for yep. being Russian. Yep. Those are the same people, Right that within 24 hours forced 50 migrants from Martha's Vineyard. Same type of person. <laughs> Same type of person. Absolutely, yeah. Because those people don't believe that it's ever going to happen to them, right? Mm -hmm. You live on the richest island in the country where movie stars and politicians, they go to fucking celebrate and eat babies, whatever the fuck they do there, right? And you're telling me you can't, they called the National Guard. They issued a state of emergency yeah. 
The governor issued a state of emergency, over 50 of them. <laughs> I do say there are quite a lot of brown people here right now. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> and they said, they said, we don't have the rooms or the infrastructure. We're already struggling for jobs, right? The, 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 the Obamas, those two dudes, I don't know how, how many rooms their, their mansion is, but they have like 18 rooms, right? You got it covered to, if you put two in a room. Right? And they'll fit like ten in a room, generally Dude, speaking. And they, and they will fix the drywall. <laughs> it's a win-win. And paint your car. <laughs> and paint your not car. To go, and not, fucking not hook to, up your to, landscaping. Not <laughs> to go too deeply into that overwhelming level of hypocrisy. But let me tell you guys this. According to Business Insider, there are 50 millionaires that reside part of the year on Martha's Vineyard. Those 50 millionaires from 2019 to 2021 made a whopping $62 billion. They earned those 50 millionaires. Yeah. According to Area Vibes, 60% of the homes on Martha's Vineyard remain empty during the winter months, right? Wow. And so <laughs> we have no room. We have no we room. Have no room. They want to protect vacant buildings and artwork Absolutely. from 50 migrants that they yeah, could probably man. fit into one of those mansions. Because you, get, what do you expect these millionaires to do? I mean, they're going to go out to fucking brunch and they're going to see panhandlers? That's not what they pay to live on that island. Meanwhile, you go downtown to watch a fucking Padre game and you're going to see uh, a group of homeless dudes licking each other's buttholes for fucking heroin. You're going to see another dude OD'd in his own fucking pile of shit. You're going to see people getting fucking robbed, jumped, stabbed, shot at, right? They, they, they issued a state of emergency for 50 people that got off of a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Mind you, there's caravans of 10,000 people 10, crossing 000. the southern border at one we've, time. We've had we've had months where there's 150, 200,000 people, um, you know, up to date from the beginning of the year. Like those numbers keep going up and up and up. Mm -hmm. It was like mm -hmm. a three month period where there was like 150,000 people that had crossed the border illegally. Now, when anybody says people that cross the border, illegally, these are these are not 150,000 Mexicans crossing the border. There, there are uh, border patrol reports of them arresting people, Chinese nationals, arresting oh, yes. Nigerian nationals. Nations, brother. Yeah, yeah. It, this is has this is not just South America, mm -hmm. right? There, right. there, there are people coming from all over the world, and the easiest way for them to get into the country is to go down, find whatever fucking bus line that George Soros is paying to ship these people up here, because even the Mexican government is saying we don't know where they're getting charter buses from. We don't know how I, they're getting here. <laughs> I want to know how they're making 6,000-mile treks with fully charged cell phones. Fully charged cell phones. Yeah, fucking fresh-ass Nikes on, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember a couple of years ago when they had that giant caravan show up. They settle in TJ, right? First of all, the cartel said, you guys got to fucking go and you got to go now. Mm, then fucking up the there, rotation, there, guys. there were people, right? There, but there were people... Here. Yeah, respectable business here. There are people who who are who are trying to help uh, these these immigrants, right? Going out, offering them food, offering them a place to sleep, offering them to use their facilities. And I remember one lady specifically bringing out a plate of beans and tortillas. Now, listen, I know 
that there are plenty of people who are out there on the street that would fucking murder another homeless person for a plate of beans and tortillas. They walk and over to this Mexican lady. Mexican beans and tortillas? Dude, in TJ? You have you ever are... had a taco in TJ? It's no, fucking amazing. Never it's been fucking that amazing. Close. But uh, you're you're telling me this lady, she walks out with a plate of beans and tortillas and says, oh, ma'am, you know, you guys were saying you're hungry. And she's like, yeah. And so she goes, well, here, we brought you some food. And she fucking looked down, throws the food on the floor and says, I'm not a fucking bum. I'm not going to eat beans and tortillas. Where's the steak? Where's the seafood? Yeah. Now, does that sound like a person that's been walking for 6,000 miles to you that left everything they had in Venezuela to escape their government and cross the border? No. This lady said she had money in her pocket. She had fucking brand new phone. She had clean clothes. Right now. The, these are not the actions of somebody escaping an oppressive government, right? right? This is somebody who basically said there was an interview that she had given where she said that they gave her money and that they promised her that she would be able to live in the United States if she made her way up there. They said, here's the bus. They said, here's how you, how you fucking, where you're going to get off and get on another bus, like transfer. You know what I mean? And, people are just like oh yeah no it's cool she's she's uh just looking for a little amnesty looking for no dude these people are being paid to invade the country yeah and then there's ah, keyword invasion keyword. yeah because there are a lot of people that do not even want to consider the i word this is unequivocally an invasion i don't care is, how well dressed exactly those people are no and it and it doesn't matter who paid them to do what right because they're those aren't the only people that are coming over either Sure, you got people who 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 are literally looking for the American dream, right? They want to come here, maybe start a business, own some land, have a family. Yes, those people exist within this giant group of other people. But on top of that, you have cartel members who are smuggling other human beings along with guns and drugs. You have um, foreign terrorists who, who are entering the southern border to do whatever the fuck they're going to do. Right. You have all these, everything that's, there's so many fucking moving parts and nobody is asking any questions. They're just telling you, no, that think about Ellis Island, welcome the sick and the poor and the hungry. We'll take you. No, completely fucking different. Completely different. Yeah. They, they want this. They're trying to take over the country, right? It, they're passing yeah. laws where illegal immigrants yeah. can vote, where they can drive, where they can exist, regardless of, uh, their criminal history, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got, I don't know how many illegal immigrants have gotten busted for DUI after DUI after DUI. And then these, these unfortunately, San Diego is one of them, these sanctuary cities where they will re-release them back into the community. Back in right? the wild. Well, then, then, then they had Obama's catch and release program where it's virtually a slap on the wrist if you get caught crossing the border illegally. What would happen... If say the three of us packed on some some put on some backpacks, right, loaded our backpacks up with gear and snuck into Mexico and then got caught by the Mexican government, hmm. do you think they'd be like, "Oh, these poor Americans are just looking for a place to live. They they're looking for a better life." No. Do you think that that Mexico protects its southern border the way we protect our southern border? Right. No. Right. Not even yeah. fucking believable. I know we could be like, we're just seeking asylum. And they're like, in DJ, 
Come on. Come on. In Sinaloa? Come on. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, man. Yeah. God, you know what's God, funny? God that, forgive that, us, man. That, that caravan uh, that story, because I remember that. We did a show about it. This was yeah. very early on. Um, yeah. And uh, I can imagine they looked like people that didn't walk. Dude, hundreds of thousands yeah, of miles. Like, but uh, I but I bet their CIA handler had like a giant boombox, and we're like, all right, guys, we're gonna play this song on repeat. Yes. I know a lot of you don't like it, but we're gonna play <laughs> it on repeat, and it's just I would walk five hundred <laughs> miles, and I would walk. right. Yeah. And just keep playing it on loop. <laughs> yeah, like, see, we walked this whole way. Dude, Who was that it's... Michelle Branch? <laughs> yeah, I could just see you. Yeah, and, but that's a good point. I mean. Listen, man. If if you're if you're a thick if you're a thick immigrant, you're not walking. You know what I mean. You're not gonna. The last thing you're thinking about is is picking your big ass up and trekking across the mountains to get into fucking into America, right? There's not a whole lot of of tubby immigrants that are jumping the fucking walls or or swimming across the the creeks and shit. You know what I mean? But the the biggest thing that the government refuses to acknowledge are the amount of of people being trafficked not just children but people in general and they're they're bringing them this fucking high dollar business right they probably make more money than the drug trafficking business 110 percent, my brother 100 according to uh tim ballard who runs the operation um underground railroad which is a human trafficking rescue operation Mm -hmm. they've already cited that human trafficking exceeds the drug business and the sex business yeah i I believe it a thousand percent Mm -hmm. and and here's the here's the fucking kicker right this shit keeps ramping up you know where the super bowl is supposed to play this year it's in arizona arizona real fucking close to the southern border right so they're fucking we're having, you know, record numbers of people crossing the border. The biggest day for human trafficking is, is the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes, sir. And they're and the rad movement, uh, big country. I've talked to you about them. These women, they're fucking amazing. They're <clears> badass. <throat> go check out their website. Go follow them on everything. Um, it's the rad movement. R-A-D. Uh, it's just a group of, of, of local moms here in San Diego. My cousin is friends with them. Uh, they all work together. They got pissed because one of the one of the women, her her daughter was abducted and groomed, and the law enforcement wasn't doing enough. So they fucking started kicking down doors, reaching out with all of their connections that they could, and they ended up finding her daughter. And they decided to turn it into a nonprofit organization. And they've rescued mm. rescued about a dozen people now, right? It's not Go just rad movement. Yeah, these women, they're fucking amazing. I've, I've been to a handful of their meetings. I try and go every time they have one because they always have guest speakers and things like that. Um, and they talk about really hard shit to listen to when it comes to the trafficking of children especially, but um, adults as well. And they help rescue anyone that's missing. Um, and they do a hell of a job of it. And and they're Absolutely. they're finally getting, I think, the exposure that they need. But these women, uh, along with a, a, a couple of other organizations, will be at the Super Bowl trying to break up some of these human trafficking rings, yeah. right? Brother, um, what, what you just explained, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but oh, no what problem, no you problem. just explained was also the synopsis for the uh, Anne Hesch movie that came out September 9th, Girl mm-hmm. in Room 13. Yeah. Uh, woman's daughter 
was kidnapped by human traffickers. Law enforcement refused to help her to the level that she needed mm-hmm. help. And so she went and started busting down doors and found and retrieved her daughter yep. after an amount of time. Dude, wow. it's an incredible story, and, and I'm hoping to have these women on the show um, pretty soon. They're super busy right now. They just got done doing a documentary. Um, they've been on the news countless times. They're out here at school board meetings making waves. This is an wow. amazing group wow. of women. Um, and, you know, you, you could go to their website. It'll tell you how to get in touch with them. You can help volunteer if you're down here in the area, if you're going to be in Arizona. Uh, it's oh, fucking yeah. – it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. But, you know – that shit like that happening at the southern border that contributes to an issue like human trafficking and then the government turns a blind eye just not only to the amount of people crossing the border illegally but to the amount of people that are being trafficked into our country right yes and and that's what it's it's it doesn't make any sense i can't find a reason why they would ignore even that fact right the human trafficking element of it unless they were complicit in it we already know well, that the government, yeah, we already know that the government, especially uh, Obama's administration, was running guns to to uh, <laughs> Mexico and South America. Yeah, yep. we know that the government was, yep. yep, crossfire, and, fast and furious. Yep, mm-hmm. and we already know that uh, that the government is complicit in and bringing crack cocaine and and other drugs into different communities throughout the United States. These are all facts. None of this is shit that I'm just making up off the top of my head. So why can't that be true about human trafficking? That's yeah. the big money ticket for them nowadays, mm-hmm. right? We already know they have groups like the finders that go out and find children yeah. and take them, traffic them. We already know Boys Town America is a fucking cesspool for for pedophiles. We yeah, already totally know that projects. they'll fly. Yeah, and, and we already know that they'll fly them in and out of military bases just mm-hmm. to keep the public eye low. Right. Yeah. We know this for a fact. I, I and, just finished listening to um, the Franklin scandal by yeah. Nick Bryant. So not the one by the prosecutor, um, the private investigator. Yeah. The PI that did, yeah. that did the case, the one that Adam was actually telling us about back when we did the episode with uh, Deborah gets red pilled. Yeah. Um, and the author, Nick Bryant is orating the story. Mm-hmm. And I had a chance to get it on audiobook because it's, I well, it's it's like twenty hours long, and I yeah. listen to it at work, right? And it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever listened to in my entire life. It was one of the like, hardest episodes we ever had to do. Yeah, talking about I, the type of shit they did to these kids. And yeah. there was two times listening to the audiobook where I actually got nauseous just thinking about what was taking place and the fact mm-hmm. that our government was complicit in it. Yeah. So I mean. Nice. Let to me, the highest let, level. Let me tell you, because uh, you know, when when you when you guys delve into uh, an incredible issue like this, um, there's only one other issue that moves me as mm-hmm. much as trying to get as much information about the true events of 9/11 as possible, and that is the issue of human trafficking. Mm-hmm. I mean, this the, the the scourge of humanity known as human trafficking, which is and has been the true pandemic, mm-hmm. right? The true pandemic. That shit hits me so deep in the heart, bro. It it moves me. It moves yeah. me. You know, and uh, if, if I could just take a couple minutes now, and I think that we may have gone over some of this information in a previous round table, mm-hmm. but I just want to take two minutes right now 
to yeah. share with our viewers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Twitch, Rockfin, and whoever else may be viewing this right now, some of the operations from the last three years that have sought to A, arrest human traffickers, and B, rescue children, mm -hmm. right? I'm just going to run through some of these from the last, let's say, two years, okay? okay? Operation Stolen Innocence, Operation Find Our Children, Operation Moving Target, Operation Not Forgotten, Operation Safety Net, Operation Homecoming, Operation Autumn Hope, Operation Reclaim and Rebuild, Operation Breaking Chains, Operation Time's Up, Operation Cross Country, Operation March Sadness, Operation Hope in Darkness, and the Odisha Police in India last year located 894 children in a span of eight days. 894 wow. children. That's not even the mind-blowing number. Operation Muskan, also in India, okay, located 4,147 children, of which 3,503 were boys and 644 were girls. Wow. Right? Holy cow, the, dude. Th th this is a small list of operations from the last two years and some change alone that yeah. have arrested human traffickers and rescued thousands of children. Thousands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This issue of word. human trafficking is 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 beyond comprehension, to be honest with you guys. And oh, when yeah. you mention when you mention the efforts of groups like the RAD movement, of Operation Underground Railroad, of Tim Miller and Texas EcuSearch, the the task that they're undertaking, especially at this time in human history, mm -hmm. is monumental. Absolutely. Monumental. And if we can lend any type of support, if we can give any effort towards speaking up about this on any level, mm -hmm. it is important. It is important. I don't want any viewer listening or watching right now to feel like if they repost a, a news from uh, from the uh, government website about human traffickers arrested on their profile page that it's not going to be seen or it's not going to help to shed awareness. Get that out of your head. Yeah. Get that out of your head. If you can take five minutes out of your day to share an article about human traffickers being arrested to your network of people, you are making a world of difference. Do not yeah. think otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. More Thanks. people need to, of course, more people need to uh, take the human trafficking aspect of the type of shit we deal with uh, as far as a community more serious. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially you know, have, as you, you, if you're a parent, man, you have no idea what it's like to like being so close to that rad movement, hearing some of the stories of, of girls uh, and boys that they've rescued. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It makes you feel dirty. It gets you angry to know that there are groups of people and the government is complicit. I mean, if you want any more proof, you could go back and look at the Clintons in Haiti after the earthquake. Okay. Yes. They're literally I mean, wiping I mean, out orphanages with children who, who lost everything and they're taking yeah. those kids and there's no fucking record of where they went, how they're doing, yeah. if they ever made it, grew up, whatever. Look at Kamloops. Look at Kamloops. I got I have associates from New Jersey that are talking about rest in peace this and rest in peace that, but never mentioning the children that disappeared as a result of the behavior and activity of those people that they're wishing rest a restful peace exactly. for. I don't want to specifically name names, but I'm pretty sure you guys can can uh can hint where I'm getting yeah. at. 
Research Kamloops, okay? Mm -hmm. Another abysmal tragedy that nobody's going to be held to account. These were hundreds, perhaps even thousands of children that were buried in unmarked mass graves when they were supposed to be in in schools that are going to educate them, okay? Kamloops, K-A-M. L double O P S. Look it up, guys. Yep. And then and you got John of God, who is literally running a baby factory down in Oprah's, South America. Oprah's good friend. Oprah's Oprah's fucking spiritual guide, right? This guy, he would have up to 10 women at a time locked up on his farm. He would forcibly impregnate them. Once they gave baby. Once they give birth, that was a weird way to say once they give baby, once they once they once they give birth, that baby's gone. Fucking sells it to the highest bidder. And then he does it again. And each woman was good for him for 10 kids if they if their bodies would make it that far. These women were kidnapped from their from their homes and locked up and forced to give birth to babies they would never ever fucking see again. Those babies were sold off as cold product. Ladies and gentlemen listening right now, look up the the person. Look up this abysmal evil person that Boya just mentioned right now and his collect, uh, connection to, to Hollywood elite. Look, yep. look, just start there if yeah. need be. Yeah, that's a good because it's going to spider web. There's pictures of him with uh, Marina Abramovich. There's, and then there's pictures with her with Oprah. And there's pictures with her with Epstein. It's, it's disgusting. It's you're you're looking you're you're worshiping these celebrities and they're all i would if i had to put a number on it 98% have something to do with it and and that's not saying that every single one of them has has harmed a child but i guarantee you that every single one of them almost every single one of them knows a, another actor who's a friend that harms children and they keep their mouth I, shut so they can continue to work yep 110%. And let me tell you something, make no mistake, by turning a blind eye to what you know are heinous abuses to children, you are complicit. Exactly. You are complicit. And you're not going to make it at the end. You, no. you understand? Any anyone, any one of the viewers right now want to get unredacted lists of uh, the flight logs to see your idols that are on there going back and forth to Little Petal Island, St. James Island, I will send it to you. If you want a redacted list, because unfortunately I couldn't get otherwise, but if you want the redacted list of Epstein's little black book, I will send that to you too, so that you can see this network, this intricate and finely tuned network of global power players that at the very least, or at the most, turn a blind eye to this depravity and this debauchery that's going on in the world. And make no mistake, it is going on in the world. I just read you a small list of operations that are locking people up for this disgusting shit that's going on here. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. It is incumbent upon each and every one of us, each and every, whether you have children or not, if you have a heart, if you have a soul, right, you need to realize what's going on and protect the children, protect yeah. the children. This is not about some kind of fucking conspiracy theory or a fringe theory. This is going on today. And it only takes for you to step out of the selfishness of the vices that you enjoy on a daily basis to see that this shit is right on your street. It's no longer, it's no longer, in fact, it's no longer outside walking down your block. It's no longer 
knocking on your door. It's now walking up the fucking stairs and heading to your bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Absolutely. that was intense. God damn. I like it. Uh, let's I'm sorry, this. man. No, no don't, don't be, be sorry. Do not apologize for that shit. Because you're right. This this is the pandemic. And yeah. people just have no idea. You know what I mean? There's a reason why we don't do uh, too many shows about cases with harm to children. Because it's really fucking hard to read terrible. a lot of this information. People want us to redo the, the Franklin uh, cover-up. Dude, we spent, I don't know, two or three weeks just drunk. Because it's that fucking hard to deal I'm, with. I'm telling you, not not only that, but boy, listen, you see these these gray hairs coming yeah. down. Bro, I used to have a, a full head of black hair. I was muy macho. <laughs> I was muy macho. Bro, this came after after processing frazzle drip, man. Yeah. Yeah. We all have PTSD from that shit, yeah, man. Absolutely. absolutely. It, it, it's it's traumatizing to just read it. Now, if you put yourself into one of those kids you know shoes imagine the fear um, it's already it's heartbreaking when i send my, my when, when i take my 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 oldest son when he went to kindergarten right and i trying to visualize myself in his shoes and then you realize how fucking overwhelming it is for someone that small to be surrounded by people so much bigger than them right and how vulnerable they feel how sad that's why Parents cry when they drop their kids off at, at daycare for the first time Fuck or school yeah, for the first time because you're thinking, how is this little person going to deal with the world? Now, imagine you're taking him to a place where there's – and this is – it's it's going to scare people. It might upset people, but it's a fucking fact of life that no matter where you go, you could be taking them to a store, dropping them off at some kid's birthday party that they're having at fucking Chuck E. Cheese. Somebody there is into kids. Somebody there is there's there's gonna be one around you. Yeah. And I would love to just meet one one day, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> On fucking accident, just to stomp the shit out of them, right? But now we have this movement of people who want to protect people that want to fuck with kids. And that's another red flag, another good reason why your government fucking hates you and they're complicit in it because they have senators, congressmen, mayors, whatever the fuck the spectrum is of politicians campaigning for you to be okay. First of all, they don't want you to call them pedophiles because that's offensive. They want you to call them minor attracted persons. Anybody that's attracted to a fucking minor deserves to get beat with a fucking bat. 110%. And, and let me just add to that. The normalization of the over and hypersexualization of children is wrong. Morally wrong, spiritually wrong, philosophically exactly. fucking wrong. It is wrong across the board. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Don't come at me with that shit. Don't come at me with that shit. I'm not going to have, I, thank the Lord. Thank you, God, for keeping me away from from anyone who feels that way because yeah. i don't i don't want to lose the ability to be with my children and protect my children because i'm going to hurt somebody 100%. who tries to who, who tries to justify this shit it's impossible 100%. to me yeah and I, and, we, and there, there, there are parents generation. no but there are parents out here who are advocating for that shit now you you telling me that that's a normal fucking person 
No, that's right. an abusive parent. That's someone grooming someone for somebody else's pleasure. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are children. And, and I can guarantee that if you put a map, right, a fucking pedophile in a room with anybody and said, you cannot harm them because they believe that your kid is, is something they're sexually attracted to. How are, you, are we supposed to sit there and say, okay, yeah, you're right. It's just some thoughts. No, because guess what? If you t- if you were to call into anywhere and say, hey, there's a bomb in the building, it's just some thoughts, right? No, you're getting fucking arrested. Yeah. So you you expect me to be okay with a guy walking around the street or a girl walking around the street saying that it's okay for them to fuck with kids because they haven't yet. It's just a thought, right? No, that's a sick thought. It's the same. If you have someone walking around saying, I'm going to kick fucking cats all day, right? There would be an uproar. We'd be fucking marching, burning down buildings and, and blocks of buildings over cats. Mostly guy, peaceful. Yeah, some guy and, fucking and kicking cats. But but we're not doing thing, this shit for kids. You would attribute that cat kicker to later on developing something even worse. Yeah, right? what's he going to so, kill so, next? Yeah. Exactly. So we're not going to do that to people who are having thoughts about relations with children? Yeah. I mean, there's only one escalation to those kind of thoughts. Right. Yeah. Physical, physical acts, a physical manifestation of those thoughts. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. It's, I mean, come on now, it's bananas. It's hey, did insane. you guys, did, did you guys check a couple of days ago the post that I made about this person in Spain, this this official in Spain that's yes. also trying to flip? Bro, are you kidding me now? Now, rather than trying to defend the pedophile themselves, they're trying to say that the child. That a normal way for the child to progress is for them to be okay sexually with whoever they want. If a, if a child looks at an adult and says, you know what, I, I, I welcome sexual activity with that adult. It's okay because the child says so. How the fuck where, does the kid even know what that is? Where, where are we, boy? We, this, is, this, is, this is godlessness, man. This is the Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, and, and we're all going to be fucking smited. God damn it, because of these sick motherfuckers. They... I don't I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's it just doesn't make any sense. And like I no. feel like I'm swimming upstream when I keep seeing these politicians. They're yeah. on the news, they're giving them airtime, right? There's people voting for this shit. They're sending legislation to the state to approve this shit, right? California. It doesn't make, California. It doesn't make California's fucking they're they're trying to pass, thankfully. There's enough smart people around saying, no, that's a terrible idea. We shouldn't <laughs> fucking pass that, right? And and they're starting to get more and more people because from the outside, right, people will be like, like they're thinking, oh, Gavin Newsom's doing a great job. There are people, I'm not saying you guys because you're not idiots, Thank you. but there are people, other liberals in different countries or in different states, it feels like different countries, Jesus Christ, and they'll convince you, Oh, no, Gavin Newsom's doing a fucking killer job. Yeah, I'll vote for him for president, right? Meanwhile, they're telling you not to charge your fucking Tesla because our grid can't support it, even though they want to ban gasoline engines by 2035, right? <laughs> they're, they're telling you not to run your AC because the power grid can't support it. They, this idiot fucking closed down how many businesses. We're still under a state of emergency, by the way, because he, he refuses to let go of his emergency powers. This guy's traveling during travel bans. He's caused so many fucking people to lose their homes, lose their jobs, lose their businesses. And there's people who are saying, I will vote for him as president. 
What Wait, the you're fuck? out there in the Golden State? I'm I'm out here, yeah. And 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 it blows my mind because they're everybody in California, even some of the liberal people are starting to realize Gavin Newsom's a fucking problem, right? But the, but there's but those liberal people who think that Gavin Newsom is a problem also think that another Democrat is the answer to that problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? And and it, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. We had Daniel Mercari on, right? Or Daniel Mercury on, and he talked about how this this state doesn't need this new law and that new law. They need fucking God, right? They need someone to tell them the truth about shit that's happening so that we can make change that way. He's he wasn't campaigning on you know, no recess, uh, or, you know, uh, pizza every day, shit like that. Like th these are schoolyard politics. When these politicians go, when I get in office, I'm going to fix the roads. I'm going to lower gas prices. No, you're not. How about when you get in office, you start fucking investigating why there's so many people pouring across the Southern border mm -hmm. and into our state. Right. How about you fix that shit? How about you stop doing sanctuary cities? How about you start helping the people that live in California instead of helping the people that don't belong here? Because we're wasting all of our resources to make this guy as comfortable as fucking possible while his aunt ruins the fucking country. His family <laughs> is a straight up cartel, political cartel. Hell they go yeah. Back, Pelosi's gave the Ambrosios. Yeah. And they've, they've fucking literally stolen land from the state of California right and give it away to people they they cater to these unions that's why a lot of these unions didn't have to deal with fucking covid restrictions as long as it was a liberal union right and it's it's a fucking mess it's an absolute dumpster fire because now it's not just the governor now you have mayors that are acting this fucking way the the good thing is is there's enough sheriffs in this state that tell Gavin Newsom to go fuck himself because the only people in the state that have the ability to go and arrest the governor for doing some dumb shit is a, is a county sheriff. Right. So he's, he's eggshelling around right now. You know what I mean? But I, I, he challenged DeSantis to a, to a debate and I hope he does it. I hope he runs for president because I want to see him answer for everything he's done to this fucking state in front of somebody that's going to hit him with the numbers and the facts. Right. They want to talk about how progressive, California is with green injury or green green injury. Green it is an injury. injury. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. But meanwhile, they're diverting water that was meant for agriculture, hundreds of millions of gallons of water into the ocean instead of feeding it to our farmlands. People allowing will have you Nestle, think, yeah, uh, allowing Nestle to reroute yep. water supply to their fucking companies so they can make Nestle almonds. Yep, and and everything that's left goes straight into the fucking ocean. There's no water shortage. There's no water shortage. They're creating the water shortage. That's a fact. That's a fact. There's enough snowfall in California for us to never run out of fucking water. When people that have never been to California think of California, they think of the beach and the desert, and that's it. There is so much fucking snowfall in the state of California that we don't need to reroute water from anywhere. Yeah. They have some gangster mountains up there. I used to snowboard on them. Yeah. Nice. nice. Sorry, yeah. I feel like I've been ranting for... <laughs> no, hey, no, Grant. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen we're, we're, 
when when we're on the Nebuchadnezzar, we go heavy, man. When, yeah. when the tank is in front of the computer, tank goes deep. This is what we, <laughs> you know we what gotta get up. We gotta get you like a, a fucked up sweater and like a headset, <laughs> some gloves. Right. Listen, uh, one of those Kanye sweaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah, anybody got spare six hundred dollars laying around? <laughs> oh man, listen. What what I what I want to get you either by crowdsourcing or just pillaging my own treasury. I want to get you a soundboard, man. Oh man, that's dangerous. Soundboard. Hey, boy, real quick, let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Are you? Do you remember back in two thousand seven when Gavin Grusin was running? Yeah. About the affair he had yeah. with his campaign manager's wife. Yep. yep. Yeah, it was his I, best I, friend I, as I well. Would, yeah, yeah. It was and his he, best friend. Yes, and he lost that election. Gavin Newsom lost that election. He challenged yeah. the count, right? Which fucking you say that about any anybody else running against a Democrat and you want to challenge their count, they lose their shit. They did the final count. I forget what the other guy's name was. He won. He challenged it, and then they found more votes. <laughs> Of course. And, and it happened the same because they we recalled Gavin Newsom. We fucking had a recall election for Gavin Newsom. And Gavin Newsom somehow got more votes than he did the first time around. <laughs> the, the recall where he went against Larry Elder? He went against Larry Elder. There was a ton of fucking people on this recall ballot. There's This recall ballot looked like a CVS receipt. There was so many fucking people on there. And... They they would only run ads for Gavin Newsom, and you would see ads for Larry Elder also, right? But Gavin Newsom, you're t how does a guy in a state with 45 million people, 22 million registered voters, all of a sudden uh, get 12 million votes when when we know for a fact those votes were more – he got more votes than he did when he first ran for governor. How is that possible? It's the same way fucking Joe Biden ended up with 80 million votes. It's impossible. It didn't, yeah. And yeah. those are the fucking machines that they're using. And they're trying to tell, you know, but that we had plenty of people are showing up to the polls that were registered Republicans dropping their ballots and them going, oh, this is no good. You already voted. You already voted. Uh -huh. Thousands of videos insane. like that. Thousands of videos insane. like that. Insane. Yeah. You know what's funny, and uh, we'll kind of wrap the show up here, is uh, I was listening to Spotify today at work, and uh, I heard an ad in my Kansas local area for fluoride in the drinking water. Really? Yeah, and she said, did you know that for over 150 years? 150 years? That's been... what the ad said. Dude, for some reason, I felt like they started that shit in like the 90s. Well, Hitler was the first one to experiment with it. Obviously, he was concerned with the Juden's teeth health <laughs> while they were in Still, the that, chambers. That, that's right? what, 70, 80 years ago? Yeah. Fucking so, Jesus. according to this ad, right? Maybe the numbers were skewed, but she said for over 150 years, uh, local Kansas City residents have been drinking fluorinated water. And did you know that fluorinated water helps with gum disease and tooth decay and tooth loss? Find out more about how the government's taking care of you putting fluoride in your drinking water. So first it was, we don't fluoridate drinking water. That's a conspiracy. Yeah. Then they come out and say, absolutely, we fluoridate your water. We've been doing it for fucking two grandpas almost. Yeah. Uh, Before but Hitler. It's but it's for your teeth. Yeah. So it's good. Here's the thing, though, is 
that's my fucking choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. If I want a chemical put in my water to help my teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's not your, that's not yeah. your call. Yeah. You think if they really wanted to help teeth first day of school, maybe, maybe two, three times a year at school, you know, when you first get there, when you go on break and then the last day, how about you hand them a fucking toothbrush if you want to help so much? Yeah. How many people live in your house? Oh, here you go. Yeah, here's some floss, maybe some fucking dental picks, right? Maybe lower the price of getting your fucking teeth fixed, maybe. I don't know. I just, I'm so baffled, and we'll wrap the show, the idea that people are actually convinced that their government cares about them. Yeah, they're Mm -hmm. not. They fucking Mm -hmm. hate you. All of you. Doesn't matter if you're red. Doesn't matter if you're blue. They fucking hate you. Fucking hate you. Gentlemen, and, and I can prove, I can prove this. We're going to wrap the show, right, Brian? I, I can prove what Boya just said. Let me read this to you really quickly before we get out of here. A report from January the 12th of 2002 titled 9-11 Inquiry Movement is Growing, Civil Society's Greatest Setback by Terry Burroughs. The greatest setback civil society suffered in 2001 was having to let the US government get clean away with the official cover story about what really happened on 9-11. Given the dreadful trauma and pain of the circumstances, this was agonizingly unavoidable. But the consequence was the impossibility of stopping, here it is, all the horrors that flowed from it. The surprisingly well-prepared military aggression abroad and the suspiciously rapidly legislated attacks on rights here at home. This is our government. This is our government when they started fluoridating water 150 years ago. This is our government today. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. I will end the show with a, a little video clip for everybody that thinks their government cares about you. This is generally their viewpoint to you as a citizen. Doesn't matter if you're blue or red, white, black, brown, yellow, doesn't matter. This is their view of you guys. Um, before I play this clip, Noel, why don't you tell everybody where they can support you? Sure thing, sure thing. First off, gentlemen, thanks for having me aboard the Nebuchadnezzar this week. It is always an honor and a pleasure to have these roundtable discussions with you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, for anyone um, looking to uh, find me on social media, I'm on Instagram, Rodriguez61285. My backup account is uncontaminated underscore truth, also on Instagram. You can find me on Discord, Telegram, and uh, I also recently created a Substack to highlight some of my writings at uh, Noel Rodriguez Jr. on Substack.com. And if uh, you guys want to get unplugged here aboard the Nebuchadnezzar, please follow the guys at Whiskey Beer and Conspiracies. I have a few articles that uh, they've allowed me to uh, publish on the Rockfin channel. Go ahead and check those out, guys. Thank you. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for the time. Uh, these are always fun. Maybe we'll set up doing doing one of these lives like once a month, something yeah, like that. Take cool. take, yeah. yeah. Like that. We'll come on and do a a, a live show talking for everybody. With Tank. Talking with Tank. <laughs> um, but uh, that is it for this episode of Whiskey Beer Conspiracy Podcast. I am Big Country. I'm Boy, and we'll see you guys yeah, in the next take, one. Take. take care. And this again is for anybody that thinks the government loves you when you call them this is their response we'll see you guys in the next one (laughs) 
flaming first take a big step back and literally fuck your own face i will massacre you i will fuck you up 